Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Slow Your Roll. It's football season again. Yes. I'm sure everyone is very excited. We brought Brian back. It's been, it's been a while. I'm back, bitches. To talk some football. But yes. I am Jesse Caulfield, writer for the Occupy Report. That is Dominic Lorenzano, the regular Slow Your Roll crew. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of football today, and for good reason. Football started. Week one. The week one overreaction special. And it was... <laughs> Heartbreaking, great, a lot of things. It was nuts. Actually, that was one of the more wild week ones I can remember. Oh, it was madness. Generally, week one can be very conservative, but that was... Well, every every year there is always one team that's terrible that beats someone that you're like, what the hell? But this, there was a lot of stuff But there was on. multiple ones last week. Real little, like, quick little nugget I threw into my notes after I left work. Mm-hmm. Decided to take a half day today, because why not? Uh... It's Monday after week one. They exactly. Typical week one. The Pats lost to the Dolphins in the season or in the season opener. The Steelers <laughs> yeah. already have a tie to their name. Yep. The AFC, well, no, the Steelers, not the Steelers. Uh, yeah. St- almost. They, but there yeah, is a tie. Yeah, yeah. There is a tie. Um, yeah. No, we were so close to two ties. Yeah, the, it, the Indian Ste- Houston tie. The Steelers are bound for one. They it feels like every other year. You know what? You're probably right. Oh, it feels like every other year. They're bound for a tie. The AFC South is winless, and Brady beats the Cowboys again. All is right with the world. Exactly. <laughs> I and just and, and, I and just the got... Falcons blew a lead and yes. a crazy win probability. Yes. 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 So I I had a great day betting. It was it was a good day. Just so you know, everybody, on week one, anytime there is a divisional matchup, take the underdog. You will literally in the past ten years you will be seventy percent win total if you take week one underdogs if it's a division matchup. I think I think I may actually have a more sure bet than that. Which is what? Always bet the home team on Thursday night. Oh, okay. Right, I gotta look Pretty, at the, I gotta go look at the numbers on that. Interesting. Well thank you. I of just it. gotta no, say well, no one as likes good as the Buffalo travel. just said as no, as sir. I, as good as I All did. Right, well that was the opening game of the that year. Is true. So that no is what, true. no one likes to travel on a short week. That is true. Standalone games are are weird to bet on. Um I just got to say, as good as I did, I put money on Houston to win outright, so I was so mad that they blew that. I thought I was literally going to come up as a genius. Oh, I was laughing. I couldn't watch that game because I don't have, like, red zone or anything. Because, like I mean, that. like, I didn't think it was but, really going to happen, but it was just like, oh, the payout's so great. Throw throw 30 bucks in there, you win, like, 100. AFC South going to AFC South. Oh, my gosh. I, could, I, I was, like, watching it happen. I was yeah. like, they're going to do this. Well, the AFC- I'm going to pull this out. And they tied. Nope. <laughs> the AFC South is winless. Yeah, Even that's what he two, said. Yeah, two teams played each other in the winless. That's that's wild. All right, well, let's get into this, okay? Yeah, there's a lot of football. To there's talk a about. lot. There's a lot to talk about. All right, so taking a break from the madness that was Sunday, let's go back to Thursday. That's standalone Bills Rams game. Bills blow out the Rams thirty-one to ten. They looked like the much better team. Overwhelmed the Rams offensive line. But I want to talk about this. Now I'm not being a hater. If you came to me with $100 and still said, who do you bet to win the AFC? I'd probably still tell you the Buffalo Bills. So I'm not trying to be a hater. But everybody else, like, hyping the Bills up and making it this big thing after that game. To me, my opinion of the Buffalo Bills didn't change from Wednesday to the Friday after that game. Because the Bills, we already know, can do this. The Bills' ceiling is so high. They're so athletic. Josh Allen is so amazing that if they're right and they're dialed in, they can blow anybody out in the league. But this is still the same team that didn't win a single one-possession game last year. This is still the same team that lost 9-6 to to the Jags. This is still the same team that had a punt blocked in the fourth quarter and lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers last year. 
this team last year was abysmal in situational football. They never faced situational football in that Rams game. They can blow everybody out when they're on and firing on all cylinders. But what happens when Josh Allen, who is a wild man, all right, and he's great and they've reined it in nicely, but his mechanics can go off the rails and he can start missing guys. What happens when Josh Allen is missing guys? What else do they have? They can't run the ball still. Uh, against that Jags game last year, they had 19 yards rushing from anyone else not named Josh Allen. They still didn't run the ball all that much against the Rams. We know they can throw the ball over the field. But like I said, when this team is not dialed in, when Josh Allen isn't on perfectly, or the defense might be a little beat up, what if Vaughn Miller goes down? When they're in close games, when everything is not perfect, I don't know what to expect yet. And maybe they will get better. Josh Allen is older. McDermott's been coaching now for, what, four years? So I'm not saying they're not going to be better. It's longer than that. But I would feel better about Buffalo, and I would have felt they actually answered some questions if this Rams game had been tight late and they pulled it out. This is still the same team that collapsed against the Chiefs and allowed them to go down the field on, like, three plays in 23 seconds. This is still that same team. And as I said... You can't look at their season last year and not tell me that they were abysmal in situational football. And as we've said before, eventually when it gets playoff time, no matter how talented you are, the games are going to be close and you're going to come down to situational football. They haven't shown me yet that they're any better than last year in that. So as great as they are, as I said, if you gave me $100, I'd probably still bet Buffalo. But to me, as impressive as the Thursday game was, it didn't actually answer any questions to me. I don't feel any different today than I did on Wednesday about the Buffalo Bills. Okay, I mean, I guess, but it is only week one. It so is. So I can say that about a lot of teams. Yeah. So, But I, But there are specific questions I have with Buffalo that were not answered. That's my point. Mm-hmm. So as much as everyone now wants I to mean, hype, oh my gosh, I mean, they were the favorite anyway, but now who's going to stop them? Who's going to beat them? I, I just don't feel any different. I feel like a lot of those questions, though, sort of go out the window in the sense like, they came out, their opening drive, right? They came out absolutely gangbusting. Mm-hmm. Like, Josh Allen and that offense dragged their balls all over the Rams' faces on that opening drive and from probably their fourth or fifth offensive possession on. Yeah. So, like, to that point about the questions that you have about them not being answered, I'll grant you that. But to Jesse's point, it is only week one. It is. And a lot of those questions sort of go out the window when you're by the end of the, you know, by the end of the half, you're either blowing a team out or you're going to be on your way to a blowout. Yeah. But they blew right? out mad so teams like, last year. They blew out the, the Chiefs during the season last year. And you could say the same thing about their run game. Like, Buffalo could do pretty much no wrong in anything they wanted to do mm. against the Rams. Yeah, the other actually, night. I was sort of pleasantly surprised with their run game, mm. but at the same time, like, I don't have any questions about the run game. I know that's going to be the exact same bread and butter it was last year. Do you know who the lead rusher was in that game for Buffalo? Josh Allen. Josh yeah. Allen, fifty-six yeah. yards, yeah. Uh, and a rushing touchdown. Okay. Like, I didn't think that was going to really get any better. Is that an uncommon thing for the Bills, though? Okay, but you not say... That I, not that I would justify that. Like, no, that's, that, is, that guys, is kind of like, to his point, though, with the rushing game. Like, like I'll give him that one. Uh, yeah, like... If but the that's... Bi- but Okay, so but now we, when you get into, into closer games, late in games, and you need a run on a clock, are the Bills going to be able to do that? Well, here's another question about that. 
the same man isn't running the offense anymore. No. We love Brian Dable as a coach, mm. but maybe he's not the best at situational football. Maybe mm. without him, they'll get a little better at situational football. You're right. That raises more questions. He could maybe he seemed to have been the guru that calmed the wild man, as he likes to call him, Josh Allen. I think that's really funny. Yeah, that's um, pretty down. Um, because, yeah, he gets a little erratic with his throws. He gets a little overexcited and, like, tries to throw it too hard. Um, but, you know, maybe he's because he's older, mm-hmm. he, that's not going to be much of a problem anymore. And now they have a guy who can do situational football better. Because uh, you say, like, they're, not, they're the same team. It's like, yeah, they're the same players, but are they the same men? They might not be. I'm not saying that they're going to be the same team. They just had another devastating loss to the Chiefs. More devastating than the last one. Yeah. Like, that and changes they, people. It does, sometimes. But until they've done it, I don't know what to expect yet. I mean, there's only... It's a, so, it's a question that is still not answered to There's me. only so many losses that Buffalo can take and Stefan Diggs stand on the field while the other team celebrates. Yeah, and Stefan Diggs didn't really do much of anything in that last um, game against the Chiefs. He it was, was kind of... It was all Gabe Davis. Yeah, and... and uh, what's his name there? Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah, yeah maybe. Maybe Stefan Diggs is going to use that now, too. <laughs> Because clearly before it wasn't enough. They need to dig deeper, and maybe they have. Maybe, maybe, but I have to see them in situational football before I feel any differently. Like I said, if you still gave me $100, I still bet Buffalo to win the AFC. It's just the hype train and how crazy people got after that game. I was like, it didn't, like, I know Buffalo can do this. Buffalo's done it multiple. Buffalo did it to the Chiefs during the season last year. I, I think a lot of that, too, is like it's a matter of the moment. Mm. For a lot of people, you know, fans and pundits and writers and all that Mm -hmm. jargon, you know, like first game of the season, Rams are hoisting a banner, Mm -hmm. you know, they got the Lombardi in the house. So it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, wow, Buffalo went in there and did that to them. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, and I said this to you guys in the group, uh, the group chain, like how suspect did the Rams front seven look now that Miller's gone? It did. It did look very suspect. And how bad is the O-line without Whitworth now? Yeah, it, it's going to be a work in progress. And I'm sure it'll get better because it's only week one. And that's that's a that's a short amount of time to ask somebody to step in at left tackle. And, and like, this is another thing that I added to my notes real quick while I was at the house. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and, and part of what's this thought was watching the Packers Vikings game yesterday Mm -hmm. like if you don't have the 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 personnel Mm -hmm. that is everything that perfect wishes it could be Mm -hmm. does that McVay Shanahan or Shanahan McVay I should say system does that really work Mm. like because we've seen we've seen the Patriots try to employ it well, through the preseason, right? Look at their personnel. They don't have an offensive line. One, they're not used to running that sort of system. So I will grant them that. But two, like look at some of the 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 teams that employ that style of offense, right? There's nobody on their line that's the size of Trent Brown, almost seven feet and five hundred pounds. Come on now. Yeah, I I could see this. So. Did the McVeigh system look limited without an over-the-top threat? Yes, it did. And that's that's the biggest question I have with the Rams, actually. The left tackle looked bad, but I also... I mean, O-line is weird. It takes a long time to get gelled. And especially if you're going to put somebody into the most 
important position left tackle that's going to take a while. I mean, I mean, if you looked all around the league on Sunday, you could see there was kind of a lot of bad O-line play. The, the pass rushers were ahead of the O-line. O-line takes longer. So I'll give the Rams, they miss Whitworth, but I expect that to get significantly better. What I am concerned about the Rams is, is they are, there's no over-the-top threat to this offense anymore. And that changes the way that you play Cooper Cup. That's the way that you can, it changes the way you can play the run game and all that kind of stuff. You had to keep a safety deep when they brought OBJ in, right? Because yeah, OBJ I can burn you down the field. Totally they don't have they don't have an over the top threat now without OBJ, unless Allen Robinson figures it out with Stafford. I don't know, but he, even he seems even, to be in mid season form. But even 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 at Robinson's best, I don't. I, people really thought he was a huge deep threat. I think he was just a generally good route runner and a, an intermediate guy. But I didn't think he was a burner going way down the field. So without the over-the-top threat to the offense, that's one thing I think that could be a problem for the Rams. I feel like a lot of people have sort of overrated Allen Robinson ever since he made Blake Bortles look like a little bit more than a polished herd. Mm. Yeah, but like Leonard Fournette was in that backfield too. So mm-hmm. there was there, that offense was okay. It the was the missing, Jags, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. just missing a quarterback. So mm-hmm. And also like people, it seems people just learned to play him. And I know the Bears sucked. Yeah. And that was a big part of it. And sure, it's a new team. It'll get better. Mm-hmm. What did he get? One target? Yeah, I think so. And he got the one catch. Yeah. Um. So it's going to get better than that. Yeah. Like it, it's a yeah, new system, new team. They just came off a Super Bowl. You always talk about the, the Super Bowl hangover. But you usually talk about it for the losers. It's mm-hmm. it's definitely a real thing for the winners, too. It is early on in the season. Definitely. So, you but know, anyway, back before we go to news, back to Buffalo real quick. I mean, am I am I crazy town? Am I being a hater here? Yeah, I mean, you're definitely being a hater. Oh my god! I don't know what I'm saying I would call you crazy. But like again, I, w- I would say you're more crazy than being a hater. Really? I think yes. he's more of a hater than being crazy. Yeah. I just said I'd still put a hundred dollars on him to win the AFC. It's just I didn't. I I already knew they could do that. I just I just I was just like oh whatever. I just think. How these, about win a close game late in the fourth quarter for once? I just think these little. Calves have turned into bills now. If you know what I'm saying, like they've, <laughs> I know what you're saying. they've grown up. Okay, these are so, men now. So you're you're not you're not concerned about the situational football stuff. You think it'll get better? No, they got a weak division. They do. Uh, so they're gonna have a decent spot, even if like you know the strength okay. of the AFC does kind of consume them a little bit. But like, I mean, they pay Tennessee next week. Do you think that's gonna answer any more questions? They just lost to the to the Giants. No. Nope. I mean, it'll answer some questions to me if the Bills come out a little bit flat. Josh Allen is having his up and downs and his problems, and they still eke out the win anyway. But that's the other issue with me. What if they just Josh Allen is not on? So if they steamroll everyone, they didn't win games. So if they just don't face any diversity and steamroll everyone, you're just going to be like, I don't know, I can't learn anything from this. Well, I learned that they were the best team, but I thought they were the best team in the AFC anyway. Okay, but like. As I said, you can be the best team, but but playoff football comes down to like moments and situations, yeah. and late in games, and like some people break down and some people don't. Do you think the Pats were the best team for most of their dynasty? Here's the thing: Josh Allen was not the problem in that loss to the Chiefs. No, Stephon Diggs was quiet, mm-hmm. uh, but he's he's pretty he's pretty talented. He you know he he had some pretty nice uh, playoff games when he was with the Vikings. So yeah. I don't. I just think you know the Chiefs just did a really good job on him uh, that game, but he'll come back from that. 
it was the defense and honestly some Sean McDermott coaching in the end. Yeah. So I, I don't, I'm not concerned about Josh Allen and his giant balls. I'm not. It's not about Allen. It's about the team, and it's also about is the team capable of winning when Josh Allen is going through it a little bit, which he will multiple times during a season. Mm. And when he did, they lost, like the Jags game, like the Steelers game. Well, that's when you kind of hope the defense bails him out, and the coaching is there, and the other players you got, are there. You gotta but, hope, but I don't know if it's there yet. I don't know. I we're do gonna think fi- we're gonna have to find out. I do think this team is strong enough on the opposite side of the ball, especially with Von Miller there. I know he's older, and you know the health question comes more and more into play with that. But he I, certainly didn't look older the other night. No, he looked great. Wow. But you know, part of that could be the it's week one. Everyone's fresh. Yeah, and the however the division is so bad. The division is so bad that they could be like, "Hey, Von, you want to take like two weeks off?" It's not so bad. It's pretty bad. You could do that with, like, the Jets and maybe even the Patriots, especially at home. Uh, but, like, Miami, I don't know. We'll I'd see. probably want Von Miller there. Miami's no. got yeah, players. Yeah, you'll, you'll have him play that game. But I'm talking about, like, end of the year when you kind of have it wrapped up anyway. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, sure. Once we get to, like, yeah, late yeah, yeah, November, yeah, yeah. December. No, we said, like, we're going to win that game against Buffalo week 17 or whatever. Yeah. How many games do we play now? It's the last week. Week 24. <laughs> um, it's the last week, yeah. Because they're not going to play anybody. Exactly. All right. Pats will still lose. Yeah. They might. All right, Brian, any last hey, thoughts? Hey, you know what? It might be about the draft pick at that point. So <laughs> Yeah, for real. All right, Brian, any last thoughts on the uh, opening? Buffalo frightens me. They are frightening because they can do that to anybody. Yeah. yeah. Even, even, like, even if I'm the most realistic of real Buffalo fans, you know I, I'm still going to chalk up two wins against the Dolphins. Oh, I, oh no, I assume they're oh, going to sweep they this division. They destroyed Miami so. last year. Yeah, no, I think they're going to sweep this division outright. But I just think Miami will be their toughest yeah. of all of the other three. Okay, we'll see. All right, I think we can move on. All right. Jesse, Rapid take it away. News. Rapid fire news. All right, I'm going to start with the news everyone is waiting to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, the U.S. Open <laughs> concluded on Sunday. What terrible timing. Started at 1 o'clock, exactly when all the games started. Couldn't have been worse timing. Yeah, that's pretty dumb. That's why I didn't know it was on. Yeah. But hey, I, I didn't watch that one, but I watched it. It was a great U.S. Open. Mm. But the winner was the youngest U.S. Open winner ever. He's 19 years old. Mm. Carlos Alcatraz. I think that's how you pronounce it. Mm. Probably he's, he's from Spain, so probably some accent in there. Mm-hmm. But I'm a whitey. Anyway, he won. Hey, the Red Sox. Remember them? Mm-hmm. Since we were last year on Wednesday, they went 2-2. Two and two. Mm. And I didn't watch a single second of it, Wee. to be honest. It's about football now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they lost the finale against the Rays and actually won two out of three in Baltimore. So, hmm. Hey, Dom, this is for you. Yeah. Nebraska fired Scott Frost on Sunday. Yes, they did. So I don't know much about college football, but all I do know is, you know what? It's not Nebraska's time again. I, You know, I almost had that as a segment in this show, but I was like, it might be long enough already. All right. But I, I put in rapid fire news But, you. Uh, you know, it sucks for Nebraska. Scott Frost was the prodigal son coming back to the return to try and get them back to prominence. But uh, Nebraska needs to realize that kids don't care about what you did in the 90s and no kid <laughs> wants to go to Nebraska. Uh, so, like, I don't care who they hire. It's over. Maybe they should uh, get. Uh, can't even remember his name. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. Mr. Recruiter. <laughs> you got people to go to Ohio. It's a little easier than Nebraska. But That's definitely <laughs> easier than Nebraska, dude. Speaking but. of Urban Meyer, why haven't we got like a 30 for 30 on the 2008 Dolph- or, uh, yeah, Dolphins, Florida Gators? Uh, we're we're going to get it one day. I if want not one. a 30 for 30, we're going to get something. Yeah, there has to be, eventually. 
Yeah. It, there's probably going to be something on Urban Meyer one day, too. Like, yeah. I'm insulted we haven't gotten one yet. <laughs> Maybe you should make it, Brian. I don't have the patience or the time <laughs> or the blood pressure for that. <laughs> All, right. All right, moving on. I'll have to unlock my iPad. <laughs> Rap- very rapid fire today. Anyway, uh, now to the foot. Now to the NFL news. Uh, Dak Prescott mm. out six to eight weeks with the torn ligament in his thumb. Mm-hmm. Down bad in Dallas, and oh, I love it. Not, I don't love it for Dak Prescott. I feel very bad. I don't want to wish injury, but I love Dallas fans being sad. Same old song can I and just, dance. Can I just say though, I, I put this in the in the thread also. Was that the worst thing that happened to Dallas? Not just because like Dak's out six to eight weeks. Now Mike McCarthy has an excuse. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I'm just saying. I thought he was bad. I thought he had the whole year anyway, just because he's a yes man. Uh, Probably. I think, I think yes, if they man. finished third place and went eight and nine, I think he might have gotten canned. Oh, at the end of the year, I just think he's got the year in his pocket already. Yeah, but now they might give him a whole another one. Well, you at least, right. your quarterback was gone for eight weeks. No wonder you lost. That's true. But all right. Now to the games we're not really going to reference much and just the big news. Yeah. The Bears won. Yes. They beat the 49ers 19 to 10. Yeah. The weather probably played a part in this. Oh yeah. Trey Lance probably played a part in this. Yeah. Although I don't blame him as much as some other people do. Mm. Uh but the Bears won a game. Hilarious. Jimmy G it laughing was, all the way to the bank. It was awful. Yeah. Awful all around. Terrible. Wait, did you watch the game cuz it was hilarious? No, I was I was flipping back and forth cuz I had I had I mean, I had Eli Mitchell. Did I had the Bears Iuk. did too when they won. Oh yeah, I know they went. They like, always slip and slide. Yeah, slip and slide across into the end zone. Oh, that was great. Remind me something real, real quick thing on the Bears when we're done with rapid fire news. Mm. Okay, all right, and then uh, all right, Lamar Jackson, he rejected a big old contract six, six years, two hundred and thirty million dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, the deadline for him he set was Friday, mm-hmm. so he's. Gonna bet on himself. Mm-hmm. They kick the crap out of the Jets, twenty-four nineteen or twenty-four to nine. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. So that's what's going on in Baltimore. And then finally, to round out rapid fire news, we did mention it already. Colts and Texans tied, <laughs> and there have been no winners in the uh, that division, the, the AFC, AFC South. <clears throat> so that has been rapid fire news. And Brian, what did you want to say? Uh, Goodell sucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, 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 Tell your brother I said that. <laughs> oh, he'll um, listen. <laughs> and who else? The uh, Bears ownership sucks. It does. It is disgusting that that organization even considered, one, a move out of Chicago, mm-hmm. and B, a move out of Chicago to a domed effing stadium. Yeah. That is Chicago. Those are the Bears, okay, <laughs> there, guy? <laughs> Cornerstone NFL franchise. It is gross. It is disgusting. We want the monsoon them, games. That you want to put them <laughs> inside. Those people live for that kind of game. For those kind of conditions. For that ugly. <laughs> for screw all of you who are in charge and on the boards for making this decision. You can't see it, but uh, double freedom rockets to every single one of you. Yeah, for many of those people, that was the first shower they have taken in weeks. <laughs> what? And now, and now you're depriving them. And by of the way, future if, showers. If, that, and if that was a dome stadium, they lose that game. Probably. Oh, yep. they, oh, Probably. Yep. Yeah. All right. But all right, with that, yes. Let's take it into our saddest segment of the day. Our leading segment, though. The Patriots and the Dolphins. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. Was it bad? 
oh, you're damn right it was. That was that was terrible. But at the same time, I feel better than I did. I know I picked them to win that game, mm-hmm. but they kind of ran the ball at times, like that first drive moved. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, that was an obvious hold. That was pass interference. Yeah. I get it, whatever. That wouldn't have changed much of anything. Mm. But there were at times I was like, oh, they're moving the ball. I didn't think they would move the ball at all. I thought this literally was going to be like nine to three. Well, yeah, but did you notice that any and every time the Patriots moved the ball, it was pretty much 90 to 95 percent of the plays that they were calling were either a out of 12 personnel, which is a very familiar and tried and true uh, personnel grouping of Josh McDaniels coached Patriots offenses. Yeah. Yeah, no, I listen. Like I said, this was bad. This is bad. This is a really bad team. Like, oh. but the defense played slightly better than I thought. Yeah. Uh, especially with you know the loss of J.C. Jackson, didn't really cover Tyreek Hill that much. But I didn't think you would. Mm-hmm. So it's whatever. We we have a, than, we have an act for making Tua Tagovailoa look like a good quarterback. So. I mean, actually, you know what? I I didn't think Tua looked good. I thought he looked the oh, same did, as he always that looked. That first throw, I literally missed the second play because I was laughing so hard at that first throw. Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Are you talking about the one Tyreek had to come back for and rip out of the corner's arms? No, 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 no. The very first, to his very first throw of the game. Like, he literally, I don't know who was to because oh, Tyreek oh, yeah, yeah. was going up the field yes. and it landed like 10 yards yeah. behind him. And, like, I, I literally missed the second play of the game because I was laughing so hard. Now, this is something I've noticed with the with both of them, Tua and Mac. Like, tell me you guys have also noticed this. Their balls take forever to get to where they're going. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It seems like those balls just hang in the air forever. It's yeah, like, they oh, don't my have, God. They, they don't have great arm strength. No, they can't. They don't have the zip. It's like every other pass, they're just throwing ducks up there. It's like, dude, what are you doing? I know. Yeah, uh, step into it. Mac, Mac at least can get it further. Yes, and he does like to take his chances deep. They always seem to get deflected into someone else's hands, though. I know. Um, you, you need better receivers for this. Yes, but no, you're right. I mean, nobody can zip it. No, at least in that game, obviously. No. And speaking of receivers, this is something that I can't remember if I threw it in the notes or in the text chain. But like, we were all really surprised, right? When Bill brought in Devontae Parker, when he traded for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of us were just as, if not more, surprised that the Dolphins were so willing and ready to trade him to a divisional opponent for what seemed like no, yeah, not that, a whole lot. That question did arise. Is Were they willing to do that because of the effort that he puts into jump balls? Because granted, that was an egregious penalty, I think, mm-hmm. that the refs, missed. for whatever reason, missed or just didn't throw the flag on. Dude, you gotta actually yeah, make some degree of effort for that. I mean, I think like he, if you, I think he might have been trying to. If you, I think he was trying to sell it. Sell, uh, yeah, trying to sell the penalty and you wasn't. You probably get a better sell job if you make it look like you're trying to jump for that ball yeah. and then go down. Yeah, he probably does. I, if you attempted to get off your feet and saw that you were being held down, yeah, that probably sells it more. Mm-hmm. And actually, that probably doesn't sell it more. That just is like, oh yeah, that's it's pretty obvious. Because I don't know. You know, refs different angle and whatnot. When I watched it live, I'm like, 
Why was that no call? Okay. He was all over him. Vantage points, bad angles, and all that crap. I don't care. There's no way there wasn't a ref or some sort of official close enough to that play where he can go, He's supposed to be down the line running with them. We got to call this right here. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't don't want to go there yet. No, it's not. You're still going to lose that game. Well, no, no. no, no, He's talking about like Parker's effort. That's not to overdo that play. No, I just don't want to. I'm just saying like, I don't want to make this an excuse. We lost that game because of the first First drive, we got an interception on something that should have been a PT. Um, but like, you were yeah, you were still gonna lose that game. Mm-hmm. I I like his point is correct. Like, oh, where's the effort? Where's the more effort there? Mm-hmm. Maybe it was. He's trying to sell it, but if you make the effort, you don't have to sell it. Yeah, because they'll see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And like, there were other ones in the games. Like, there was I mean, one at the end where like he did try to get up there, but like. He's never going to catch it anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I uh, the other big question is like, what's Bill's problem with Kendrick Bourne? That's oh. another one. Yeah. Stop it. Stop it. Swallow your pride and put your balls back in your pants, Bill. Put the guy on the field for no reason. For no reason should one of the best players in your offense last year have only gotten... So the Kendrick Bourne, the, the, the Kendrick Bourne stuff. He like, saw the field But this goes back twice. to what I've said all and, he, and he had the, the longest season. catch of the game like, for them, yeah, I think. The, yeah. so. the only yeah. thing in that how he's in the whole second half that brought your team any motive and all that kind of stuff, he just expects I mean, because he's been successful. The best way that he wants to do things is always going to work, and it's his system over everything else. You know something else I've been think like really stewing on about this whole Kendrick Bourne situation, like the Pats mostly Belichick. Right, sort of made it a point. He is the Patriots. That he really sort of is the the only like really sort of brand ambassadorship for that team right now. At least he's the biggest. But like, back to the Kendrick Bourne thing, right? Like, if you want to employ and make it a regular happenstance that you run a outside zone scheme or a Shanahan McVeigh scheme. Why would you not regularly and constantly have a guy on the field that literally you plucked out of that system Mm -hmm. with that coach? Sure. And I know Kendrick Bourne had a career year last year. Yeah. So I want, I this, I I really don't get it because last year, like him and Mac, like they were like, they were close. Mm -hmm. You know, you saw him hanging out in the off season. This, he must have done something, you know. There's so much talk that he had like a disappointing camp, and he probably Bill sat him down and probably told him that. It's like, listen, you're disappointing me here. And maybe he's like, Bill. I th- I think it all stems from those fights. Which one? Oh, and at uh, uh, with the scrimmages with Carolina. Maybe. Yeah, no, it could be. He could have been. He could have been in. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. I heard Mac Jones was running his mouth for that too. Yeah. But you're, you're definitely not going to sit him. Yeah. Um, well, is Mac running his mouth for the exact same reasons, though? Or is Mac running his mouth as to sort of say... And I don't mind Mac like, running his mouth. Look, I get you want to, like, change the way we, like, the, you know, change the way we run things around here, but a, a, a rookie quarterback's biggest leap is supposed to be from year one to year two, right? Mm-hmm. All you're doing, all Bill is doing, is making this kid go backwards. Yeah, 100%. And and I've said that from you, the start. You, you let his OC walk, right? Where were Jones and McDaniels? Well, I mean... Every single time the Patriots offense came off the field. 
Mm. Oh, yeah. They no, were they... literally right in each other's pockets. No, I know. And now you bring in a guy who, when he left here, was a special teams coach, went to be the head coach of the Giants, and never, never a single snap in his career on the offensive side of the ball. Pretty much derailed Daniel Jones's career. Mm-hmm. Thank God he's got Dayball now. Mm-hmm. I think and it's then, too late for that man. And then, right, not only do you bring him back, you bring Patricia back, who fell on his fat, jolly face. Mm-hmm. In Detroit, and was a <laughs> DC while he was here, mm-hmm. and you have him on the other side of the ball, mm-hmm. coaching your offensive line and calling plays. Where, just where? Where is the logic in there any of it? There is none. Bill, Bill is completely out of touch. You're ruining the guy that's supposed to be the next guy. Yeah. No, and and, and listen, I I think I came away from that game. I know we lose week ones before. I know we always seem to melt in Miami, but it felt different this year. And I looked at the team and I went, the offense is predictable. They're still slow. Mac looks confused. And in general, they kind of look disorganized on offense. And I was like, this is exactly what everyone in the media said. This is exactly what I was worried about for the off season. This is exactly what you would expect to get when you're going to put Joe Judge and Matt Patricia Running the offense. Like, pretty much every time I've seen the Patriots go down to Miami and lose, I could come away from that game saying, you were the better team, but you got outplayed. Mm. Or, you know, depending on the game and the year, maybe it was it just came down to a couple of bad bounces. Mm. Like, you, you lost because you just straight up looked and napped. Yeah, they looked And, anemic. like, you had no idea what you were doing. And they, just, looked, they didn't even belong on the field. They looked anemic on offense. I will give the Pats credit, again, on defense, though. I don't think the defensive effort was that bad. I think they got burned playing uh, tight You're right, man the de- coverage the against... against wait, wait. wasn't that bad. But I do want to say, the one thing, I don't know, and, and it happens, but why in that fourth down situation late in the game, you have Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill, not late in the game, but near late the end of the second quarter, um, you have Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, and you're going to play tight man coverage. No, no deep safety over the top. Everybody just down tight. Like why? Why were you doing that in that situation? And then Jalen Waddle catches the pass, and all he has to do is get by one corner, and he's gone. And that's exactly what happened. So that was the one thing, like from a defensive thing. I was like, why? Why were you going tight man coverage there? But. I do want to say, other than that one big play, I thought the Pats' defense played pretty well. No, they, I think they did. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I didn't really think you were ever going to stop Tyreek Hill because <laughs> generally they don't. They've had some good games against him, but your your cornerbacks are – you have a lot of questions with that. Miami also De- had a whole offseason to game plan how to get him the ball too. Yeah, and your, your fastest guy on defense is Devin McCourty who – I think is your oldest guy on defense. Yeah. So, like, you're not you're not fast on that side of the ball either. So I'm not surprised you couldn't really keep up with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. I, I but yeah, this, it was okay. It was it was an okay performance on that side of the ball. I said this to you guys months and months ago. Unless you have at least a J.C. Jackson mm-hmm. on your defense, Mills and Jones are useless. I'm sorry. Mm. 
I mean, I thought they held up okay. Yeah. John, Jonathan Jones. I mean, did. as good as they can, but they're not number one and number two corners. You can't exp- you can't no. you can't uh, yeah, try I, to match I, those I got, two got, up against that. guys like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle when you have when you still have to worry about Mike Gesicki and Raheem Mostert out of the backfield, mm-hmm. and and your best safety on the team is the ghost of Devin McCourty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come well, I, well, on. That's I think this. This cornerback situation is like, you're right, I don't like Jonathan Jones as a number one. I prefer him as a number two, three, really. But, you know, I think Bill is hoping that the guys he drafted are going to come into their own this season. Which he's, that's happened in the past. Um, Kyle Arrington, Devin McCourty had great rookie seasons as corners. Kyle Arrington didn't really have a great career, but, you know, and Devin McCourty didn't have a great career as a cornerback in the end. But, like, mm. Bill can coach up young quarterback cornerbacks. Um, so I think that's probably his plan on that front. And, I mean, that's worked out in the past. I don't really want to bet on it because, yeah, I don't like the cornerback situation. Like, but, and I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Jack Jones looks like he can play. Hmm. Yeah, but uh, the the run defense pleasantly surprised me because that was horrible last year at times. Yeah. Horrible. What's probably and, the biggest difference from last year's defense to this year's? I mean, it, you're faster in the middle of the field. Still not that fast, but faster. You're fast. It's it's a, it's an improvement. It's, it is. It's a definite improvement. And, like, you know, Miami's also not the team that I thought would run all over you anyway. Chase Edmonds is nice. Mm. Um, Mostert is nice. But they're not that great. Mm. Uh, they both benefited from systems and uh, teams that had other stars in other places. But uh, And they had their decent runs yesterday but i i was i actually like the run defense too so um back back to our last train of thought here we're talking about the miami game when it comes to the offense how bad that looked how disjointed it looked do you think that there is a chance no matter what we think about the defense maybe it even got better but to be so out of touch that you were gonna have joe judge and matt patricia come in and coach the offense and coach a second year quarterback if it's that bad, do you think there's a chance Bill's not here next year? Because I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if Kraft, uh, I, I, if Kraft I, either outright said you're, we're moving on or, hey, you got to give up some power. I, and Bill says, I'm not giving up any power. It's not what I thought you were going to ask. Uh, I thought you were going to ask, do you think there's a chance Matt Patricia and Joe Judge don't make it to the end of the season? I mean, they might not. They absolutely will make it to the end of the season. And don't be surprised if they make it to the end of next season. Because, Uh, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you exactly why. I think that Kraft still to this day, in the back of his mind, knows like, damn, I kind of screwed this team when I let Mm. Bill Parcells walk. Mm. And I don't know, he got six Super Bowls out of it. I think he's willing to tolerate this. Right, but where I'm going with this is, right, think about it. For the first time in probably a long time. Oh, he doesn't want to let another coach walk. Exactly. Exactly. He's afraid of what's going to happen to the team if he lets Bill go. Okay. Yeah. No, probably. And I think I... But not for nothing. He should be afraid of what's going to happen to the team if he keeps them. And Kraft seems like the nicest billionaire I've ever seen in my life. Unequivocally the sweetest old man. (laughs) (laughs) So I I do think Kraft probably has a special place in his heart for Bill and doesn't, even if it gets, like, you know, if it gets horrible, like, he's got to be like, all right, I love you, Bill, but this is horrible. Go away. Mm -hmm. Um, But to answer your question, 
I think Joe Judge and what's his face will last the year, but I don't think as bad as that will get, it will get Bill to get fired. Really? Okay. I don't. We'll see. I think we Robert, shall see. Robert Kraft is just. Okay, we'll see. I, a, I, a, apparently, the relationship between Kraft and Belichick is stronger than it's been in a while. I don't believe that. And from some of the things I've heard, it's Robert has sort of left it up to Bill as far as the succession plan goes. Okay. We'll see what happens. I, I wouldn't be shocked if next year Bill's just golfing in Jupiter, Florida. For one well, reason mean, or thing. another. Apparently, I mean, this wasn't a direct quote from Bill, but the sources say, like, our Bill wants to coach for a while. Yes, I heard that interview the other day. Would you ever consider coaching until you're 80, you know, until you get into your 80s? Well, we'll, we'll take it uh, year to year. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. It's Bill. All right. Quickly, Pittsburgh's next. Let's preview this matchup real quick. What, what are we? Pittsburgh next? Yep. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Pittsburgh's next. I have Cleveland. What are you talking about? Week six. I think oh, I thought you meant segments. No. No, no, no. We're playing Pittsburgh. Yes, next. we are playing the Pittsburgh Steelers next week. So what do we think? Pitts, uh, the New England's actually a <laughs> I thought sli- we were moving on. New England's actually a slight favorite right now. Oh, it's, well, it just got a hell of a lot easier for us now that Watt tore his pack. Ex- well, that's part of the reason why New England's the favorite. But I still think, and I said this to you uh, yesterday in response to your who, what, what is one game that they should win but will lose? I still, for them, and this is a recency biased, I'll admit that, but I still think in almost any case, as long as Bill is coaching here and we will make the necessary adjustments mm-hmm. come game day, Mike Tomlin is still in Pittsburgh, you should beat them. Okay. And now it's easier now that TJ Watt's gone. I still think and, I, and well, competent. You picked them to win that game. And I, I still think Pittsburgh's going to win. Competent. Yeah. No, you picked them to win the game. Just, enough. You picked the Patriots to win that game, didn't no, you? No, 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 Dan didn't. I didn't. As okay. competent enough as too risky Trubisky might be, <laughs> I think Bill can screw with him. Okay, we'll see. And that's one of the curveballs or fastballs that I think Bill might still have in his repertoire of stuff. Well, okay. To, I mean, to, to know and game plan around your best weapon on either side of the ball. Okay. I mean, the Steelers' offense didn't look that good. No, it didn't. Even with all those weapons. And I know Najee Harris got injured during that game, mm-hmm. and that doesn't, or that really hurts, but it didn't look that good. No, it didn't. They were not that fluent. No, 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 no. Yeah, for no reason should you force five turnovers and have to squeak out a game in overtime. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I still have to go with Pittsburgh because I just think their defense is even. I know Watt's gone, but they're still talented. I feel like they might overwhelm the Pats' offense, but they I could. could see this being a nine to six game. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. All right, Jesse. Final thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, I I picked them to lose that game, and although I think the Steelers might actually be worse than I thought, mm-hmm. uh, I still think you're probably losing to the Steelers. Okay. Because, I mean, like, they're a good defense. I know, yeah, T.J. Watt hurts, and that'll give Mac more time with the ball, and maybe, like, the run game will get a little better. But their cornerbacks are going to be fine, and our wide receivers aren't that great. So Exactly. All right. So we are going to take a quick break then after that before we get into the rest of the football. How did Cleveland look without Deshaun Watson, Packers and Vikings, and the Steelers and Bengals game? Stick with us, guys.
And we are back here at Slow Your Roll, the Monday overreaction special from week one. Um, Let's move on. The Cleveland Browns were able to take down the revenge-filled Baker Mayfield and his Carolina Panthers. Panthers came late charging at the end. Baker took him down the field. I think he had like a 75-yard touchdown. Uh, not touchdown throw, but like a 75-yard throw on one of his bigger drives at the no, end. Robbie, Robbie Anderson, 75 Robbie. yards. Yeah. Um, but Cleveland able to outlast the Carolina Panthers and Baker Mayfield's last-minute attempt to win it. So the Browns are 1-0 without Deshaun Watson and with Jacoby Brissett as quarterback. Now, it's an odd game for me. There's a couple of different ways you could take this. Because you could take this, Cleveland needed to hold on for dear life and win by two points and needed a last-second field goal as time expired to beat a rebuilding Carolina team that went 5-11 last year. That's one way you could take this. You could also take this, hey, Carolina started the year 3-0 last year, and that was with Sam Darnold. Now they have Baker Mayfield, who is an upgrade and better. You would expect that the O-line has at least gotten a little better. The defense from last year is all still there. So this Carolina team might be significantly better than next year's, and yet with your backup quarterback, Jacoby Brissett, you were able to win despite the revenge factor of Baker Mayfield in Carolina. So if you want to be positive, you could go that route. I tend to actually be more on the positive side on this one too. I actually think Carolina is a a decent bet in Vegas to go over their win total that originally was placed for them on, on the season. So I think this is actually a decent sign for the Browns that maybe they can stay afloat without Deshaun. Real quick on that revenge factor thing you just brought up. I heard a little snippet of Baker's post-game presser. Uh-huh. And he he came out and said something to the effect of like, "Oh, well, you know, it's just one week. Everyone made this out to be like the Super Bowl and it's not." Like you were making t-shirts, bro. Are you serious? <laughs> you had shirts made. Yeah. That this was your revenge game. Yeah. Against the organization that did you wrong. Yeah. Don't come out and say that everyone else is making it out to be the Super Bowl, dude. Like, this is part of why Cleveland shipped your ass out. Yeah, I know. Shut up. I know. He's got to stop talking. And be competent. And then some of us will listen to you. I think that's why he had a better second half. Is because he was like, oh, i got to not embarrass myself here. Yeah. Let's make this a game at least. Mm -hmm. And I actually, I do think that, I, I mean, that definitely helped Cleveland. Oh, I re- with revenge in your heart. That's no way to win a football game. Yeah, it revenge ain't. is a dish best served cold. We, we we talked about the Bills earlier. What the Bills want? They're not talking about revenge. They're like, all right, let's get better to beat that team, which is kind of revenge, but it's not quite the same thing. You are. This is a man on re- a mission. I want to beat that team. I'm not caring about anything else. That helps them. That helps the Browns. That really does. Mm. So you got the you got the, the tunnel vision, all that crap. And the thing about keeping them afloat, I mean. They're talented enough. Mm. It's just a quarterback. Mm. And we don't... I mean, I like Jacoby Brissett. He was, I mean, entertaining. He seems like a nice man. Um, but he's not... He's not a quarterback. He's serviceable. He's all right. And he's certainly not... He's like a good locker room guy and all that stuff. There's many reasons to like Jacoby Brissett. I don't like him throwing the ball. <laughs> but what is your best two weapons on offense? Mm. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. I know. They're both on my fantasy team. Mm. And they both had good games. Mm. Um, So this team just needs to do enough. And the Steelers don't look that great. The Ravens did look a little flat in that first half, but they looked really good in that second half. I know it's the Jets too, so we'll see. They also don't have a good 
track record of staying healthy. So mm. comes with a running team. And then the Bengals. Dom hates them, thinks they're going to suck, not win a single game this year. They've gone back to the Bungles. Well, we'll see. We'll get to that. <laughs> so the division might still be in the grasp. If you, if you play 500 football, mm-hmm. that's a dub. Mm-hmm. That's a dub for how many weeks is this, 12? I think he's back week 11. I th- well, I think no, no, you're right. No, no, he's, he's back, back week, week 12. 12. Yeah, he's back week 12. Um, if you're six and five, five and six, I don't know when their bye week is. Actually, yes, I do. It's week nine. It is. They're not. Come on. No. They're you, not going to be six and five. I don't think right, they'll well, even be five and well, six. You don't think they can play 500 is. football? No. I mean, this. Brian's going to pull up a schedule right this now. This team looked good. Hey, but listen. It made me, because I, I thought they'd be out of it by the time Deshaun came back. Okay. And it makes me think maybe there's a chance they're not out of it. From weeks, he comes back week 12? Yes. Okay. From weeks 2 to 12, <clears throat> home, Jets, home, Steelers, road, Falcons, home, Chargers, home, Patriots. Most of those are wins. Just those few right off the uh, bat. Yeah, you can't you can't chalk up a game against the Steelers as a win. Road Ravens home Bengals. Week nine, bye. Week ten at Miami, at Bills, Does home week against nine count? home against the Bucks. Yeah, it counts. It counts in his suspension. I think it does. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. It's usually all like- I know is, all I know is, is he's back against the Texans. He's not back for the Buccaneers game because the league did not want him facing Tom Brady oh, yeah. in no, a primetime time. No, you're right because yeah. he's definitely back against the Texans. I've yes. heard that. Yes. So, I mean, I, I listen, I'm on that. I don't think you can definitely go, oh, the Steelers is definitely a win. I think that's a winnable game. It's a winnable game. The Jets is a win. Probably. Falcons is a pretty good chance to win. Yes. Uh, you're losing to Pat's game. Chargers was in there, I heard. Uh, you're probably yep. going to lose that game. Oh, yeah. Um, so, like, there'll be losses, but, like, there's some winnable games in there. The Patriots might be a win. Mm. You're right. They're the Buccaneers right. will be a loss. Oh, yeah, they're not beating the Bucs. We're looking at probably... Bengals might be a loss. I- I'm thinking... Th- at Bills in week 11. At Bills? At oh, that's a loss. That's a- Here's the thing. It sounds better in the first half than the second half. I'm thinking they're eking out three more wins. So just win the ones that you you're, you should win. So that makes them and maybe four. You steal one of them. If you win four more, you get to that five win threshold. Yeah, and that's that's plenty. Okay, it's you plenty know for Deshaun. you know you know Pittsburgh's bound to have a tie. <laughs> you're right. They always do. You're right. At some point, don't be surprised if week. Cincy has one either. Bet the week three tie. <laughs> Bet the week three tie. Yeah. How much will that money make you? Uh, like ties got to be like. I don't the even, odds. I don't even know if that's a thing you can bet, bro. Come on. <laughs> Put a parlay together. It's got to <laughs> be. It's got to be. Get the sports. Get the Barstool Sportsbook app. Get, I know. Get, get this, five games. Get this, five games and, and say which one is most likely to have a tie. Literally any yeah. Pittsburgh game. Yeah. I know. I know, right? Although Ben Roethlisberger isn't here anymore, so. True. He had like three ties. Uh, no, but Trubisky is and Tomlin's still the coach. Yeah. You, you really hate Tomlin. I don't hate him. <laughs> I think Tomlin's really good. I don't hate him. I think, really good? I think I think post A B and post Big Ben's decline, I think Tomlin has shown me that like right, he does. I guess I agree yeah, with you're that. right. In that sense, he does right. show he's a good coach, but not for nothing. And I get it. It was either 
Manning's Colts or Brady and Bill's Pats you had to go through. Yeah. For no reason when you had the trio of Ben mm-hmm. when he wasn't a whale and mm-hmm. was still competent and Bell, Bell and, and AB yeah. before he should have been sent away to a nut house. Mm-hmm. Come on. I know, but like that's like saying but think about what but think about that's what Tomlin, like all, that's like think about what Tomlin was Chargers trying to teams. control in the locker room though. The was, toxicity. Was AB really yeah. a nut the whole time? I bet AB was a nut most of the time. Was Bell really well, a I mean, bitch seems, the whole time? I, let's let's not act like Big Ben didn't have his own drama. No, he, he did before he, before he, either of them got there. Yeah. You know, chasing the women and whatnot. Yes. All right. Anyway, Cleveland though. So Cleveland. You think you think they can get to that five win fresh? Hell yes. Okay. I'm going unless there's a tie. I'm going three more wins. That's still not bad at all. It's not, and it's actually better than That's I thought. Four and seven. No, I know. I because I thought they'd be like three and eight, and I was like, ah, oh, they'll be done. Maybe they can get to four or seven. Maybe they can get to five and six, and they can stay afloat. Maybe they're going to go undefeated. We don't know. So you both bet on that. You'll make a crap load of money if it happens. Yeah, Jesse. Maybe a pack of gazelles is going to run through the studio. <laughs> so wait. So you guys, you guys are both like me on this. You look at the Carolina game from more of the optimistic side than the pessimistic one. Uh, Which is you had yeah. to hold on for dear life against a rebuilding Carolina team. Ah, uh, I mean, here's the thing. We, I got, we kind of both thought they'd be better than. No, I know. Yeah, that's I, why I said I'm looking at it more as the positive. They had a pretty good defense last year, didn't they? Yeah, they did. So. Yeah. Brian, are you looking at it more on the positive side? Or do you think it's more the negative? I want to say yes because Brissett was the guy under center, but still, like, I get it. Baker's competent, and there's a couple of pieces there. Robbie Anderson's good. Christian McCaffrey's good. You know, when is. And hey, this, I think it's even good news shatter. for Carolina, even though you lost. Mm-hmm. But, like, you're still top to bottom a better team than them. Mm. It's, you shouldn't have had to squeak that one out. Mm. I don't know. I wouldn't say top to bottom. Christian McCaffrey is the best runner on the field. He just doesn't stay healthy. Mm. I think, honestly, though, the, probably the wide receiver core might have been better for Carolina at this oh, point. The wide receiver core for Carolina is definitely better than Cleveland's. Cleveland's is Amari Cooper right now. And kind All of, right. Well, uh, let's look at, let's take the running back rooms, right? Yeah, Carolina's got McCaffrey, and he's better as an individual than maybe Chubb is as an I'd individual. I definitely prefer the one-two or punch. Hunt. Right. Yeah. But I like the one-two punch. But McCaffrey look at, is look, best. Look, look at your own lines. Mm. Who has the better line? Probably Cleveland. Cleveland Who has Cleveland. the better D-line? Probably Cleveland. And right now, cornerback is Carolina. I was, I was For say, the time being. The secondary, you could make the argument Carolina's is better. Who, who was it that once said, if you can't win at the line of scrimmage, I'm not going to bet your team? Oh, me. All right, then. <laughs> I mean, I didn't help. Be consistent with your takes, Dominic. <laughs> I, well, well, yeah, but we were, going, we, we were just going position by position. Like, no, no, I didn't like say that. <laughs> they have a good cornerback core. Uh, when did I say that? I'm trying to think. Ah, what knows? about the lines or that Carolina has has a well, good no, defensive I, back? Well, I've yet. said I'm not going to bet on your team if, you, if, if, if I know you can't win on the lines. I believe it was the show that we did after the Super Bowl. Oh, okay, it probably was that one. That probably was. All right. So, Brian, last thought then. Are you, are you more on the optimistic or you're, you're leaning more towards the pessimistic? You, after this week, yes, more pessimistic. But okay. I think in the grand scheme of things, after looking at the record that they have until... 
mm-hmm. Watson gets back, and given what the rest of the division looks like, yes, I still think they should be either in the driver's seat or in the second spot in that division. Mm. Wow. Well, they're definitely not going to be drivers. They're never. Come on, they're going to be ahead of Baltimore and Cincinnati. They just need to be within striking. I mean, you're kind of down on Cincy this year. I so. am. I am. But anyway, so with that though, as you said, I'm down on on Cincy. Let's move on, Jesse. Why don't you start this one? Because they're my team. Yeah. Because they have. They have <laughs> I have a, in this dark hour of New England football, I have adopted Cincinnati. Yes. Um, mostly just because I was in their their city. Yeah, at I know. one point. <laughs> Uh, but you know what? I think there's so much reason to be optimistic. Mm. Your quarterback turned the ball over five times, and you should have won that game. Yeah, but it was only week one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, th- this is true. There's a lot of adjustment coming. Steelers do not look that good as a team. Mm. But, I mean, and you, you lost that game because you didn't have a snapper. You didn't have a long snapper. Mm-hmm. That's a wild thing. That's a pretty wild thing. And I... You, we talked about this. I didn't like uh, Zach Taylor's coaching at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, why did you not take it all the way down? Heck, take the delay a game on that punt. Yeah, he take. Well, he kicked it on third down. Was it third down too? Yeah. yeah. I don't remember that. No, the second one. The second oh, the, kick oh, it, the oh. second kick in overtime. The one that really was a chip shot. But he still opted to do that on third down. It's reasons like that that I question Zach Taylor's ability to coach after the Super Bowl. Exactly. And well, I was hoping he'd learn from the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And like he, that, he that clearly learned something. Mm-hmm. Let's just do weird things. Mm. Let's just, hey, I don't have a long snapper. Let's just throw special teams out the window. <laughs> uh, Bill wouldn't have done that. Bill would well, have wait, a long no. Snapper. Bill would have like three long snappers ready to go. <laughs> yeah. And then you get a 15-minute dissertation about it in the postgame. Mm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Get all the history on long snapping yes. and all that stuff. Uh, this is why you carry long snappers. Yes. I mean, heck, they probably all know how to long snap. I bet Slater's, Slater's probably great at it. Uh, Cardona's great at it. Honestly, I think most positions, for no reason, if you play professional football, should you not be able to long snap. Yo, when I played football, I was the center all around. I snapped it to the QB and I long snapped. It was fine. I get it. I was in second grade, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, Zach Taylor opting to kick the field goal, though, on third down, despite the fact that his special teams was in shambles, I thought was questionable. To say the least, yeah. Yeah. But you're not, you don't care much about the Cincinnati after this game, as far as like. No, I cared about them deeply. Yeah, but no, I just I, don't think they have a real problem here. Okay, cool. The That's off fine. the offensive line is definitely an improvement. It's you know, and here's the thing, another thing. Joe Burrow was at times easily your worst player on the entire team. Oh yeah, even more than the dead long snapper. But I kind of expected him to be one of those quarterbacks to might be a little rusty out of the gate because of the off season he had. Mm. He missed time, uh, missed time on uh, with practices and all that stuff. Uh, what do you have? Appendicitis. One point. No, yes. like, and I know he was still there. He was doing the runs with his team in a golf cart. Mm. So, like, he's still what, there with the team. Like, they love him and whatnot. But I expect him to be a little rusty out of the gate. So, I'm. This will be. You'll be fine. The mm-hmm. division is still within grasp. Mm-hmm. You need to win those Baltimore games more than ever now, though. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't feel much different about Cincinnati uh, after this game. Um, I will say this though. I feel like everyone just forgets because. Since he had this meteoric rise in the playoffs to the Super Bowl and they got hot, 
People forget how bad on a lot of Sundays Joe Burrow was last year. He had a lot of games like that. No, his first half of the season was very disappointing. So, I mean, he kind of the team to be like, all lifted at once it seems. To be like that again here. I think is cause for a little bit of concern. And again, why I think Cincinnati takes some steps back. When I say a step back, I said they're going to win nine games. So relax here, buddy. Open the show saying they're on 0-17. Uh, I did never said that. But despite Pittsburgh winning, I do have to say this about Pittsburgh. They are painfully limited on offense with Mitchell Trubisky. I, I mean, it was Minka Fitzpatrick, save us. Yeah. Uh, get a touchdown uh, on an interception. It was, hey, Mitch, when everything is scripted, we'll be able to move the ball. Uh, as soon as we're off script, we uh, can't do anything on offense. Just look. For so it became, this. hey, Minka, make a play. Trubisky, let's throw one scripted or maybe two scripted drives together to get some points and then just hold on for dear life afterwards, which with Mitchell Trubisky, I think is going to have to be how they're going to play most of their games this season. So this is why I'm going to be like, Pittsburgh, you won, you feel great today, but like, rip the Band-Aid off. After Belichick in week two, turn it over to Pickett. Do you guys think really? that... Yes, 100%. Do you guys... Okay, well, then that no. answers that question. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you I, say, I, Well, no, I was going to... move. I was going to say to you guys, at any point this season, think Trubisky gets benched, and if he does, who's going to take his place? No, it's Kenny Pickett. Well, actually, the number two in the depth chart is Rudolph. Rudolph, Mason Rudolph. I think uh, Tomlinson doesn't want to throw rookie quarterbacks out there. I don't think he does. The way the way more and more coaches are doing nowadays, actually. I don't think he does either. But like, I think it's they should just turn it over to the kid. If you have you any, like you like the move of bringing in kiss and titties. I did, and I still like it because I still think they are a better team with Trubisky at quarterback than they were with Big Ben last year. And they don't have to pay him a ton of money. Now I didn't think I didn't think they would draft Kenny Pickett though. Mm. I didn't think Pickett would fall to them. So not only that, and Pickett Pitt- has a higher ceiling than Trubisky. He does. Pittsburgh is so notorious for not drafting Pittsburgh kids, local kids. Yeah. So the fact that they made the exception here should tell you what you need to know. And he looked great in the preseason. He's a four-year starter with the Pittsburgh Panthers. And it really, it really seems like the the room really likes that kid. Yeah. So, I mean, we saw very well what this offense is going to be with Trubisky. And do I think they have an elite offensive line? No. Do I think they have an elite offensive coordinator in Mark Canna? No. So you're not going to get a ton more out of Mitch than what we just saw. So you might have to go with the higher ceiling guy. Who, like I said, was a four-year starter in college. He's got plenty of reps and plenty of snaps. That also. Don't throw him to Bill Belichick. Wait, that you don't do that with rookie quarterbacks. But after that, unless his name's Tua, yeah. But after that, I think it's time they just got to rip the bandaid off and go with the kid. So that was my next question, sort of like, how much higher do you think the ceiling is for the Steelers with Pickett or Rudolph over Trubisky? Uh it's significant. I like Mitch Trubisky over Mason Rudolph. Okay. Oh so, yeah, I like so, okay, Trubisky over so, Mason Rudolph. Like, yes. How but, significant? Three wins, two wins, four wins. Three wins. Three wins. Three wins. If Pickett, if Pickett is ready to go and good and, and is competent enough, Pickett is a far better throw of the football. Pickett reads. He goes through reads faster. He processes faster. Mitch is so limited as a thrower of the football. 
Like, it's painful. All right, without looking at their schedule, if Mitch, if Mitch played all 17 games, what's the, what's, what do you, how many wins? And then if they swap them out week two, you said three to four more wins? Yeah. So what's their win total if Mitch plays every game? Six and 11. So you think they'll so go you're nine that, and you're that nine and so eight, wait. ten and whatever. So in one season, going if, if they from make that change after not week two. no, not ten. I said maybe three. So I, I'm thinking probably yeah. gun to my head what? eight, eight and nine. Wait, what was the Steelers' record last season? Seven, seven and one. No, or seven, eight and one. I think they were. I think they got nine wins. I, I think, think they, they were nine. I seven thought and them one. and Detroit tied last year. They no, they did. I think they were nine, seven and one. Yeah. Okay. So, we have okay, technology. Okay. Wait. Okay. Take the quarterback completely out of the equation. Okay. For the Steelers. Yeah. Is the team better or worse than last year? They were nine seven and one. I mean, they're better. I don't think there's much different. I think the old line is still a work in progress. Most of the wide receivers are still here, other than Juju. Um, so are they? And better? now Watts hurt. I think they're about the same team. And you think having Trubisky is a significant improvement over Roethlisberger, but they went 9-7-1 and one last year, and you think if Trubisky plays every game this year, it's only worth six wins? Uh, I think that their division got better. I think that their record, I think that their schedule is significantly harder than last year's schedule Sh- shouldn't it be because either? they made the playoffs. No, they, they made the playoffs. They didn't win the division. Oh, yeah, you're right. But I, the AFC has just gotten so much better. That is true. Like, we have Russell Wilson in division now. You don't get you don't get Denver with Teddy Bridgewater. You don't get They're like not in division. No, They're I in know. Conference. No, I in conference, I mean. Like the conference has just gotten better. You don't get a beat up Baltimore team. I mean, they played Baltimore last year like when Baltimore was on crutches. Like yeah. like <laughs> you know, you don't you get the first time you get Cleveland with Jacoby Brissett, but the second time you get them with Deshaun Watson. Uh the Bills are still amazing. Miami's significantly better. Like when Miami plays Pittsburgh, I think Miami plays Pittsburgh. I don't know. Maybe they don't. Patriots are worse. Patriots are probably worse, but I don't know. Patriots are definitely worse. There are just there are weird things that sort of happen. I watched yesterday and I'm like again, when I say six and eleven, like but Mike Tomlin and Pittsburgh have a knack for pulling crap out of so like I say six and eleven, but maybe it's seven and ten because they'll do some garbage at the end of a game and somehow win a game they had no business winning. So I got Pittsburgh schedule right here. You want it? Yeah. All right. Week two home Patriots. Week three road Browns. Home Jets. Road Bills. Home Bucks. Road Dolphins. Road Eagles. Week nine they get the bye. Home Saints. Home Bengals. Road Colts. Road Falcons. Home Ravens, Road Panthers, Home Raiders, Home Ravens. No, Road Ravens, Home Browns. Okay. I think the first Browns game is a win. I think the Falcons game is a win. I think the Panthers game is probably a win. Jets Uh, game's a win. The Jets game's a win. I I do think they lose to Miami because Miami will have it going a little bit better even by then and significantly talented enough on offense to make one or two big plays that Pittsburgh can't do. Saints game, no, I don't mean to offend you. Uh, Could be a win. Uh, Is it at New Orleans? Home. I don't know. Home? Michael Thomas looked actually pretty good. All right, so wait. I could see the Pittsburgh defense getting to Jameis and Jameis turning into Tampa Jameis for a little bit. Indy in Indy. 
That's tough. They'll probably lose that one. That could go either way, though. I mean, they they certainly did not impress anyone with their opening against Houston. Certainly, yeah. But not. Matt Ryan, new system. Yeah, and I think Matt Ryan will regress. He's got to be like thirty-seven. So point, I said right? right off the top of my head that you, it's too fast to go comb by comb. But like Falcons, Panthers, uh, Saints, the Browns game, Jets. Jets, that's five wins already right there. Right off the bat. And we, we just have a win with them beating Cincy. So that's six. And then like... So they're already at your total. They already are. So, and and this division is ridiculous. One weekend they made it. And this division is ridiculous because they have no business beating Cincy again or beating... You, you would expect Baltimore to sweep them, but like... Nothing ever That's makes not sense. How the AFC North work? Yeah, like this made, this division makes no sense. So they probably win a game against the Falcons. I mean, against the Ravens. Yeah. So now we're at seven. So maybe I'll maybe I'll go seven wins with Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, that would probably be my benchmark. I would say at least. I would say Trubisky should get you between seven and nine wins. Mm-hmm. Nine's probably yeah a little bit generous. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've said this. I, thousand times mm. and you just mentioned it Pittsburgh and Tomlin's one of those teams they just life finds a way I mean and I said the Vegas total was seven and a half and I said I'd go over um, I I think probably still go over but like you know I expected Watt not to get hurt in week one you know I expected maybe he'd go down week six <laughs> not week one so I thought I'd have a few more weeks of TJ Watt on this defense but be that as it may whatever all right Moving on to the last one here. The the next game we're going to actually comb through. The last one. The one I feel so good about. <laughs> uh, my Minnesota Vikings. Aaron Rodgers is a bitch. <laughs> my Minnesota Vikings. Can I just, as it pertains to this game, mm-hmm. in his Las Vegas Raiders debut, mm-hmm. reunited with old buddy Derek Carr, man. Mm-hmm. Devontae Adams. Finished yesterday with 140 receiving yards. Mm-hmm. All of Green Bay's wideouts had 120. <laughs> Derek Carr had three picks. <laughs> he did. Um, now, Aaron Rodgers has no wins. <laughs> Neither does Derek Carr. No. But I'd still rather be the Raiders this year than the Packers. Not going to lie. <laughs> I'd rather be Aaron Rodgers, though. Yeah, probably. We'll see. Personally. All, all, However, all doped out and hating your family. Listen, anyway. <laughs> anyway. So the Vikings, listen, I, it's week one, I know. Aaron had to work with a whole new wide receiving core. If they match up again, it'll probably be closer. I still might pick the Vikings. Even I though, probably even though it's, would still pick the Vikings. Even though it's in Green Bay. Because I think the Vikings are just a better team. Well, not only that, for some the reason. The Vikings added Z- um, uh, Zadarius, Zadarius Smith. I mean, he got to Aaron yesterday. He did. Yeah. He so, did. Yeah, did you see them like... Yeah. Like... Uh, Aaron Rodgers tried to block him. Yeah. And then he got tossed. And they yeah. got up in each other's face. Yeah. That's funny. It was funny. Because so, at that point, Aaron Rodgers didn't care about that game. No. <laughs> um, so Zadarius Smith got to him. The Vikings added Zadarius Smith. Pretty much most of the defense is still there from last year. Now you had Kevin O'Connell, who at least was calling plays. Part of that Ram system. You give him Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. Madison always looks good too as a backup. And you give him a competent quarterback in Kirk Cousins. They're gonna have a much better relationship than Cousins had with Mike Zimmer. And Green Bay has Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, and not much else. I think it's hilarious that the I'm- Vikings just recently signed Jalen Rager too. Oh yeah, I saw that. The guy that the Eagles fought 
yeah. was going to be Justin Jefferson. Yeah. I saw that. I thought that, that was funny. And he didn't see the field. But I mean, did you see, I mean, Green Bay, like, they had to rely on Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon catching heavy, the football. Heavy. In the passing game. I mean, there was just nothing there for Aaron. Yeah, but I, Aaron, did, Aaron Jones, it's kind of his bread and butter. I feel like it's been the past two years. Dillon, uh-huh. that was a little, and like they said, like, oh, yeah, he's got good hands, too, but, like. He was the he's always the power back. His power yes. back don't catch passes. That's but they're desperate. They're desperate to find guys who can make production in the passing game because they got nothing. Sammy Watkins looked the best he's looked in years. I'll give Sammy Watkins that. Okay, who, who, how did, long is Sammy Watkins going to be healthy? Five, I don't know. Five weeks. Next week. <laughs> five weeks. I give him five weeks. Exactly. I mean, listen. Actually, that rookie looked okay. He looked fine. He looked fine. Uh, oh, okay. No, 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 not that one. <laughs> I hope. I hope. No, that one looked terrible. I hope he was drops. That Dodds? No, yeah, Dodds look good. Yeah. The the other one that just Watkins, Watson, Watson. Yeah, he yeah. That, I, not that one. Yeah. I hope he drops one of those every week. <laughs> yeah. Did you see no, the eye roll Aaron Rodgers, on Aaron? Oh. Aaron will kill him. Like yeah. actually Aaron, kill him. Yeah, well, Aaron. that well that well I I don't want to see him drop one of those every week so I can watch. It. That bitch Aaron Rodgers attempt to murder another man. Aaron will just never throw him the ball again. I, I just want to see him drop one every week because I like seeing Aaron Rodgers like, be a yeah, miserable bitch. That won't happen because after like two to three weeks, he's just like, you won't throw him the ball. I know. So, and so Aaron is going to have no one in the wide receiving core he trusts other than maybe Randall Cobb. But, but that's just his buddy. I know. He's not good. It's just. I know. I know. <laughs> Do they at least still have and and I have to give I I have he didn't play but yeah he's on the team and like they did hold Minnesota the twenty three so it wasn't awful but the Packers secondary <sighs> you still lost by two well, scores the Packers no. secondary I heard Alexander was torched. I heard Alexander was screaming mm. to let him just shadow Jefferson and they're just like no really we're doing good enough wow. Like, what did you watch? Yeah, what like, were you watching? I watched, like... After the first one, I would have been like, yo, Jair, come over here. He's your job the rest of the game. He had 111 yards in the first quarter. I know. Like... what? what wasn't that game the best statistical game of his career, I think, to this Jefferson? point? Jefferson? Yeah. No, yeah, he, that was, like... That was the most yards he's ever put up. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was the most catches. He only, he only had nine. Yeah. So, two touchdowns. Yeah. No, he had a game with three touchdowns, I remember, at one point. That was like his breakout game, his rookie season. Yes. Um, but because he did it against Green Bay, it's it's bigger. Uh, sure. But, I mean, the Green Bay secondary was torched all day long. I thought they managed decently against the run. Um, I mean, the Vikings were able to pound the ball I mean, and run out the clock when Delvin, they needed to. Dalvin Cook quietly had 85 yards. Yeah. But, I, in general, Minnesota was pretty productive all the way around. And I think it's going to take, listen, I think the Packers are going to finish second. I think they'll be maybe a game or two behind Minnesota. But it's going to take a few weeks for this offense to look even good at all. Because it's going to be a while before Aaron and these new wide receivers build any chemistry. And by then, I think Minnesota will be off and running. And and it's going to be an uphill battle for Green Bay. And they're never going to get to that top of the hill to me. Who had worse secondary play in week one? Green Bay's whole unit? Or Jalen Ramsey? Ramsey. Probably Ramsey. Ramsey was bad. No, they had... Josh Allen had a perfect passer rating when throwing to, against Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. So, um, 
Anybody else thoughts on the Packers Vikings game? Here's the thing. Were we not sitting here a year ago? I get saying that. it's over for them. And I you know, the wide receiving core is worse. Wait, wait, but wait, it wait. was only Devontae Adams last year. Wait, wait, wait. They we didn't say it was over like, for them last year. Uh no, we we were so saying like, oh my god, like Aaron Rodgers might really suck this year. The Green Bay might suck cuz they got I mean, it was actually a worse week one last year than this year. No, no, no. They got blown out by the Saints. I think we mostly said it'll be okay. We just said this is why we don't think they're a Super Bowl contender. I don't think we ever saw them, like, downfall. Like, I mean, I think we probably still had them in the division because yeah. everyone sucked last year. Exactly. But I think like, we just said, well, this is why we didn't think that but they we thought, capable of but he's being still, a Super Bowl contender. But they still ended up being the number one seed. And then... And when, Aaron Rodgers won MVP. I don't think he yeah, really deserved it. Yeah, and what they what they do in their very in their playoff the game point. against Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm just saying, like this. Not is, even the Super Bowl winning Rams. Not even the Bucks and Brady. This is still their division. No, it's not their division. It's, yeah, it's not their division. Yeah, Minnesota is the significantly more talented team. They are meshed what, and well put together. What about now? We talked about like you talk about. Oh, the Bills haven't changed. What about them has changed? Other than the coach. That's a big thing. It can be. That's a huge thing. It can be a look, worse okay, thing. Look at franchises now in modern-day NFL the last three years who have pivoted from the old, stubborn, crusty defensive coach and brought in the offensive guy. We don't even know, if, we don't even know if Zach Taylor's a great coach. They made a Super Bowl. Cliff Kingsbury couldn't win a ton in college, but he's won a good amount of games in Arizona despite his limitations. In the first Sean half. McVay, Sean yeah. McVay took Jared Goff, who looked like a complete bust with Jeff Fisher. They looked awful and made them a passable team year one. Year two, they're in a Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan has done great things with the Niners. They were a mess when Shanahan got there. Like, when you right now, when you move to the offensive side of the ball, you are rewarded pretty quickly. And when you mesh that with a experienced, competent quarterback, legitimate elite weapons in the passing game and running game. Like, there's no reason they shouldn't take off. Kevin O'Connell called plays too. He was under the Sean. Like, like some of these other guys, like McDaniel and stuff, it seems like they got jobs really fast. Uh, Kevin O'Connell was there for a while, under McVay for a while, and the called the plays. So, like, O'Connell comes in with more, I'd say a better pedigree than Kingsbury or McDaniel or a lot of these other guys that got jobs. So, that's why. Well, see, it doesn't mean he can necessarily run a team, though. No, and it doesn't. Could, and, like, yeah, it'll look good. It can fall apart. It could. It could. But... And I also don't think really maybe one year is but, enough to make this but other than, average team into a great team. Other than Aaron Rodgers, what is Green Bay better at? I don't know. Crickets. Exactly. I know Aaron's better, but you, are you? Can you be so great, so much better than a competent quarterback in Kirk Cousins that you're able to get your team to a place over your division team that's better than you at everything else? Is Kirk Cousins a fair example to use in this equation? I know that they played them yesterday, mm-hmm. but for some reason, Kirk Cousins has like an absurd amount of success against Aaron Rodgers. So he does. I feel like he's. <laughs> Yeah, they, Minnesota plays them well. Almost by default, sort of a <coughs> weird sort of outlier in the well, equation. That's that's their Patriots and everyone else in the division. Yeah, that's like they're like, oh, we got to beat the Packers every year. Yeah, type of thing. Mm. But yeah, so I I just I, 
I don't see it. I, I think Vikings clearly the better team. Like they showed it week one. Is it hard to sweep a series? Yes. The next game is in Green Bay. Green Bay might win that game. But it's going to take Green Bay a bit of time to be up and running with this offense and all these wideouts. And even when they finally do that, even when they're meshed better and things are working better, the ceiling for what this offense can do is probably significantly lower than what they could last year and significantly lower than what the Vikings can do. I don't know. Because like all you had last year was Devontae Adams. And yes, he's one of the best in the league right now. That was it. Okay. At least you have a lot of guys now. Uh, no, no. I they they truly might have out of the, the Bears the worst wide receiving core in the NFL. I don't know. It's pretty. Would boring. I would I rather have? I don't know. Ours sucks. No, I would take ours over the Packers. I would take uh, right now. I would take ours over Green Bay's. But if you ask me last, I would year, take their offensive if coaches. If you ask me ours. last year, I might say Green Bay. Yeah, I would take over ours because even though it's. Like Jets are terrible. Yeah, you had Devontae Adams last year, who's probably objectively the best wideout in the league right now. You still had Falcons are a bad the one. ghost of Randall Cobb. You had Valdez Scantling, who's in KC now. You had Lazard, who's a holdover from last year. So, like, if you have a bunch of twos with a really good one, that's that's not a bad system. That's not a bad personnel grouping. Like. But Do now, I like but now the fact that the Patriots probably don't have a definitive bona fide number one? No. But I think they have a lot of really good twos and threes. Mm-hmm. With but a, right now, I with, think Green Bay has all threes. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Now, the, no only doubt. Thing, the only thing Green Bay can hang their hat on on that game is, well, well Alan Lazard was hurt. Actually, I mean, I think a healthy Lazard could be a two. Uh, he's, he's had some great, he had some really good games a couple of years ago when he was healthy. When Devontae was getting double teamed. Was he? Yeah. I mean, he was, I remember those games are like it was still like a, a, a we'll see committee thing. Are you still, you still, you're still pegging on Green Bay for this division? Yeah, like I've I've seen this story a couple times. Like I know how it ends. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. I I think it's pretty clear. Um, I think it's funny whenever we do these games and and the broadcasters want to start throwing a pity party for Aaron Rodgers, and it's like, listen. I do feel bad that your wide receiving core sucks. And it does. And I'll be objective. And I'll be objective about that. But at the end of the day, you wanted to take $50 million. So, like, this is what you get. I physically can't and mentally cannot bring myself to feel bad for maybe the best thrower of the football ever, if not second best since Dan Marino. Yeah. Like, I get it. Brady's had the benefit of really good coaching and some good defenses when he was in New England. But... That doesn't change the fact that as far as his side of the ball goes, he did more with less than anyone in the history of football. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, well, like, why can't Rodgers elevate those guys? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. If you stuck Brady on the Packers, I don't think it would get much better. Probably not now. Uh, really? Tom now. But, well, no, no, no. With Watkins? I would agree. Okay, maybe uh, right this second. Okay, yes. right. Well, I made this point. I made this point when we had the Derek Carr uh, argument, like, two or three weeks ago. I, I get what he's saying because I think Tom now is a lot different than Tom five, six years ago. Tom now does not have the patience or the, you know. Or no, the he's drive. got sort like, of a bill complex. I just want to I want to play with stars and all pros exa- at every exa- position. Exactly. So I don't think Tom now would be able to. But six years ago, uh, probably. Tom would get more out of this core than, than Aaron would. 
maybe. Hey, listen, maybe. the stories of Devontae when he first got there and how Aaron would not throw him the ball and ghosted him for a while, like, are legendary. Like, Aaron has always been this difficult. It's just come out more the past four or five Brady years. Brady hates young wide receivers. He does now, and he probably always uh, kind of did, I but, mean, like, he would make it work with whoever they needed to make it work. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't really remember that ever being a thing. And he would make it work. I mean, remember that year? Like it was like Kendrell Tompkins, and and they still made a conference title game. They did. But how like, about in two thousand? No, how he about okay? Rated them every drive. Aaron Rodgers he had the number. He, Aaron Rodgers had the number one seed last year. Devontae Adams, and they couldn't even make the conference championship. How about? Well, I'm just saying, Brady hated their guts and showed it each and every Sunday. Okay, right, but bit. you still got some modicum of results. How about in 2006 when the Pats made that conference title game against the Colts? No, the, year, but the year before Bill had gutted the entire offense. Yeah, he was a god amongst men back then. Uh, There's no reasoning with you, Mix. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, back then he was just, Don Brady was just literally that good that, yeah, he made it work with everybody. I'm just making the point of, like, I, I've never seen a Tom Brady in my life that has liked rookie wide receivers. Okay. The argument isn't whether or not he likes them. The argument is what he does with them and how successful he's been able to be given the given his own physical abilities. Mm-hmm. Again, like... It's kind of the veterans they bring in he's who, successful with. But, but yes, okay. he's had more success Who is a more young. purely physically talented quarterback? Uh, Aaron Rodgers. And he's got one ring mm. to show for it? Yeah. And he's played with, I would be willing to bet, more All-Pros and Pro Bowl receivers and tight ends than Brady played with. E- some In some things, yeah. And not only, more, not, yeah, not, not but, only that, I would be willing to bet that more of the guys that Rodgers played with that were voted All-Pros and had MVP caliber and Pro Bowl caliber seasons, I would be willing to bet that the majority of those guys... We're already that talented. I have them. I know who they are. I think Brady made a lot of guys way better than they really were. As you look that up, Brian, do you think the Vikings are winning this division? They should. Probably. All right. Cool. So me and Jesse, we'll be at this all year seeing who finally pulls this out. Because I think think it's just obvious. Minnesota's just too... They're significantly better than Green Bay everywhere. I mean... This is not not what you just said, but oh, no. the the best wide receivers Aaron's ever had was Jordy Nelson, Greg Jennings, Devontae Adams, and Randall Cobb at his peak. Mm-hmm. Very good, uh, and I, I'm definitely on that boat of like uh, Tom Brady has done so much with so little throughout his career. I mean, Randy Moss was he's better than all of them. Rob Gronkowski is better than most of them. Okay, Tom Brady's 2013 regular season stat line, 25 touchdowns, 10 picks, 4,343 yards. That was his worst statistical season ever. 2013? Was better than Troy Aikman's best mm-hmm. statistical season. Yeah. And Troy well, that, Aikman that was a played, slightly different Troy, time. Okay, but Troy Aikman played with one of the best wideouts in the league at the time. The arguably the best offensive line ever, and one of the top three running backs ever. So you tell me. Mm. But I mean, he had Moss. He had Moss for one season. Well, it was more than it was. Oh, he, oh, he did get injured. Okay, you're right. Yeah, he, it was one and a half. He had Randy for one year. He had an engaged Randy Moss for one year. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, 
Moving on, we're going to take our last quick break before we change it up briefly here as we're getting to the final couple of weeks of uh, baseball season. You know, some of the last here rushes to the playoffs, the AL East, the NL East, and the NL wild card. So we'll talk about that. And then we'll do a, a segment for Jesse here. Week one, as we said, the overreaction. You Why know? is it for me? Because I, I do, because I, I get the houses right. You can get this. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, what? what is it? appropriate to freak out about and what do people need to chill out about all right stick with us guys here at Slow Your Roll. Changing up the football talk for just a second here. Uh, About three... Yeah, yeah, it's about three weeks left. Maybe four weeks left in the baseball season uh, for the Yankees. It ends Wednesday, October 5th against Texas. So it's like four weeks left. Um, They were able to rebound over the weekend against Tampa Bay, taking two of three from the Rays, a 10-3 and a 10-4 win to at least give them a little bit more breathing room. They now sit at five and a half games above the Rays, uh, six above Toronto, and six and four in their last 10. Let's talk about this race real quick. Jesse, what are you looking for here down the break? Do you think that the Yankees are going to be able to hold on? Oh, I mean, having John Carlo back, uh-huh. I think is massive. Because mm-hmm. that, that provides protection. Aaron Judge in the lineup. Mm-hmm. I know no one was really heeding the advice of just don't pitch to him, but now you really have to pitch to him because mm-hmm. there's another guy with his potential right behind him in the lineup. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that's only one man, mm-hmm. but I mean, the offense was Aaron Judge and nobody. Yes. Now it could be Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton. Yes. That's, that's, that, that's, that's huge, I think. And, and with, this, with this winning the series over the weekend, that I think... We talked about the mindset of the, what they must be in and how much that can eat away and destroy a team. Mm-hmm. Be, winning that series, that can really that's that could be huge mm. for the psyche. You, you know what I thought was the best thing for the Yankees is they got the Minnesota Twins at just the right time because uh, probably because that's their because like they that's their, that's their punching bag. Yeah, their personal bitch. Okay, is I wasn't Minnesota. gonna say it, but I was like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> um, because. They went to that game, you know, they went in that series pretty hobbled because they had, you know, Rizzo out, Donaldson on paternity, and all this other stuff. And yet, they were able to beat Minnesota in a doubleheader on Wednesday. They took the game on Monday. And they they finally lost one game to them on Thursday. But they a scuffling Yankee team down bad was able to get the Twins and take three or four from Minnesota. Which, like, my God, Minnesota. Whenever you need to win anything, <laughs> you always lose. You had just taken back the division from the Cleveland, and now you've fallen flat on your face since. But anyway, so the Yankees here down the stretch. We got two games at Boston, three against Milwaukee. So Boston, Boston will be motivated. Boston will try and knock them off for the season. They get a Milwaukee team that's still fighting for a playoff spot. Then they get two against Pittsburgh, four more against Boston, three against Toronto, three against Baltimore, and then finish with 
four against Texas. So, some big series here coming up. The Blue Jays won. Uh, really, it kind of, if the Yankees can hold on or not, could really fall to how they perform with the Red Sox. So, wouldn't that be so nice? What a terrible season this is. What if what if we ruined New York's chances oh, sure. of winning the division? No, that would... That would be like some of the best silver lining. That Yes, no, that would make a lot of this easier to swallow yeah. on our end. Mm-hmm. Just to... Because, I mean, I always, I do say, the a successful baseball season is just one the Yankees don't win. Mm. And I'll, I'll take that every time. Mm. So, but I do think they're probably still going to win this division mm-hmm. because of this. You know, they had above 500 week mm-hmm. for like the first time in, oh man, months? Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's wild. Mm-hmm. I said it had to turn around eventually. And I know one week is not mean it's turning around. Mm-hmm. You pace your bitch. And then mm-hmm. a raised team, which had to come back down to earth eventually. Mm-hmm. You might have just got them at the right time. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the psyche is getting better. And mm-hmm. that could be that could be everything for this team. At least enough to keep the division. Mm-hmm. The Every day goes on. I like them less and the less in, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's fine. I do say this. If they lose the division at this point, it's not going to be to Tampa. Because Tampa's stretch here, they have very few days off. And they will have to face now Toronto for four, Texas, but then they get Houston, then they get Toronto again, then they get Cleveland, then they get Houston again before finishing up with Boston. So like, and like no days off. Like when I say no days off, their only day off is uh, Monday, September 26th. (laughs) Well, I mean, they were... Maybe not the hottest because, I mean, the Braves and Seattle were so hot, but one of the hottest teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see if the Rays are legit. I know. See right now. Uh, we will see right now in this four-game set against Toronto. Toronto, on the meantime, will then get three against Baltimore, two against Philly, aforementioned four more games against Tampa. Then they get to face the Yankees, three more against the Yankees, three against Boston, and three against Baltimore. I think you're right. I think at this point. The Do Yankee- they only play in division other than the Phillies? Yeah. That's hilarious. I know. That's weird, isn't it? Um, so, at to this point, I thought it was going to happen, but damn, they got the Twins at the perfect time. I think the Yankees are probably going to be able to hold on here in the end. And as I said, if if they don't, I don't think it's Tampa. I think it's Toronto who has the best chance now. Oh, uh, boy. Oh. Are you hoping? <laughs> oh, oh, you have. I might buy a bottle of champagne <laughs> if they win the division because that would have been the most, like, I can't believe... This actually happened. It was successful. <laughs> like, I really think I'll buy a bottle of champagne. That would be hilarious. I'd pop that. Okay. I'll, I'll pop <laughs> it. Up. Well, I can't. We're in a school. I'll, I'll, I'll pop <laughs> it on air. <laughs> you could take a video and put it on, like, the Instagram and stuff. Yeah, I know. That's probably what I would do. All right. Just, moving on. You just Photoshop this backdrop into sure. it. Sure. I know, right? Moving on. The other, the other New York team. The Mets have rebounded a bit and now have themselves a game and a half lead over the Atlanta Braves to retake that spot, though obviously extremely, extremely perilous position. Um, They don't get a ton of days off either. They have three against the Cubs, which, listen, they get four against Pittsburgh after that, which is like Pittsburgh's just everybody's bitch. (laughs) But the Cubs are pesky, so let's see what happens here in this Cubs series. They could lose that. Then they have three against Milwaukee, who will still be fighting for a playoff spot. Three against Oakland, two against Miami. Then they will finish with three against Atlanta, 
and then three against Washington. Atlanta on the flip side. By the way, they lost to Seattle uh, in that last game to make it now a game and a half that they're behind. Uh, They have San Francisco, which has been one of the worst teams in the second half. A scuffling Phillies team, Washington, Philly again, Washington, Mets, and Miami. So both the Braves and the Mets kind of have kind of easy schedules coming up. So I think this division is still pretty much up for grabs, especially considering they will both face each other for the second to last series of the season. Hmm. I mean, they're both kind of benefiting from their division Mm-hmm. Not being that good, yeah. other than really them two, and I know the, I know the Phillies are still a decent team, but mm-hmm. um, I mean, the Mets really benefited from the smoking hot Seattle Mariners. Did you see the end of that game yesterday? No, I saw the highlights. Mm-hmm. I think it was six to one. No, no, no. It was I think it was six to or five to one going into the ninth. Mm-hmm. Seattle totally blew it. Mm-hmm. Six five uh, Atlanta, mm-hmm. and then. Two home runs, two solo shots, and Seattle wins the game. Oh, really? Like, yeah, it was it was wild. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone was watching football, so nobody knows. Exactly. This is a recurring trend with Atlanta teams of wild finishes and blowing leads. Yes. Hey, Atlanta's at least Atlanta. They won last year, yeah, and the they Braves, do not. The Braves won a World Series last year. They do so. not blow egregious. It was not. It was in one goal. One goal. Uh, yeah. Uh, one run lead. Yeah. So it's not that bad. Yeah. It is funny the Falcons did it again on Sunday, though. <laughs> yeah, there's just something in the water with that franchise. I feel like I, I know it's weird, Mister Blank. Uh, it it might be time to uh, cut your losses on this investment, sir. <laughs> it might be, but anyway, back to the Braves and the Mets. Who are you picking in this division? You know me. You know who I'm sticking with. I'm still I'm still sticking with the Braves here. Yeah, no, I know. I I, I think the Mets. I think the Mets will keep it. Okay. I think like uh, I think it'll probably one and a half games by the end. That mm-hmm. seems probably about right. Oh, it can't be one and a half because you can't have a half game. But yeah. like one, two mm-hmm. games, like it'll be close in the end. I can't wait for that series though. Oh man, that is going to be must watch TV. Well, who, uh, you said it's the second to last series of the but, season. Well, then who gets Washington after? Didn't the Mets get the Washington? No, Atlanta gets Washington after. Oh, who did the Mets get? Uh, Miami, I think. Oh. Hey, at least Miami can pitch. Yeah. Uh, Washington's off. And are nine games ahead of Washington, actually. <laughs> exactly. Um, so lastly, I, I don't think this one will take as long, the NL wild card. The, Bruce, uh, the Brewers still find themselves afloat, and they do have this. San Diego's schedule here to end the season is not that easy. They got two against Seattle. They have four against Arizona, who has played very well and has been knocking good teams off left and right. Then they have to play three against St. Louis. They get three against Colorado. Then they have three against the Dodgers. Uh, three against the White Sox, who, by the way, are resurgent. I think they're only two or a game and a half back of the division now in the AL Central. So they get a White Sox team that will still probably be fighting tooth and nail for a playoff spot before finishing with San Francisco. So San Diego's position, as much as I've been bailing on the Brewers and saying their season is over, San Diego's position here. Is a little perilous. Milwaukee, as I said, finding themselves two games back of that last wild card spot. Do you think that there is a chance that the Padres could blow this? Oh, absolutely. Okay, that's their. I mean, that's exactly what they did last year. Mm-hmm. They they have the potential mm-hmm. to be under five hundred mm-hmm. again at the end of the year. Now you only got to win four games to be five hundred, but like I've seen them be terrible. 
Mm-hmm. I've seen them be horrible at the end of the season. I know they have the potential to do that. Mm-hmm. And you don't even have your best player in Fernando Tatis. Mm-hmm. And, like, it would be hilarious. Oh, my gosh. I, if I, I know. the the people that are juggling hater mm-hmm. are the ones that are fighting for that last that I, last spot. I know, right? And they both. I, you both, take him. They both lost that trade. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, they really did. I, I still think. I mean, San Diego definitely has more. That has the potential to win that trade. If oh. they keep him and he's better next year, all right. Mm-hmm. You you kind of. You it's okay. Mm-hmm. But man, <laughs> that might be the literally the the straw that breaks their back. Oh, if he blows a couple more into the games and then Milwaukee stumbles in. That would be so funny. That would be, what a story. I know. What a story. (laughs) I know. All right. So, in the end, you are sticking with the Yankees in the AL East. I am, too. Um, In the NL East, though, you're going Mets. I'm going Braves. And in the NL wild card, what do you want to do? (laughs) Oh, man. This one's hard. I know. This might be the hardest one. It is. I'm picking... You know what? I don't think San Diego will do it. I think San Diego will keep it. Okay. Don't think they'll fall that hard on their face this year. You're I'm gonna going be- for madness. Madness. I, I said Milwaukee season was done a couple of weeks ago. I'm okay. going to be wrong. I was okay. wrong calling the fat witty. They will sneak into the playoffs. San Diego's going to choke just okay. like they did last year. It's a recurring trend here at Slow Your Roll. Dom Lorenzano calling for madness. <laughs> <laughs> but in the end, it won't matter because... They're going to get bounced. Whatever team it is will get bounced pretty quick. Oh, they will. 100%. But hey, you made the playoffs at least. <laughs> All right. Sure. Moving on. Get, that means, get, that get, means get something your, to get, some get your teams. Video, get your video ready. Okay. So, week one, there's always craziness. There's always madness. Teams that you think had a shoe-in victory and then lost. And a bunch of weird things happen. So, we are going to go through all the craziness some of the bigger storylines of the craziness. And we're going to decide, Jesse, Jesse's going to decide if it's something to freak out about or if fans need to chill out here. So, Jesse, are you ready to go? So ready. All right. So, the Chicago Bears shockingly took down the San Francisco Niners in a monsoon, 19 to 10. So, should the San Francisco 49ers be freaking out right now about Trey Lance and this offense and losing to Chicago? I mean, honestly, I don't blame him that much for that game. Mm-hmm. You know, the weather was a big factor. Like, he wasn't good. It was under 50% mm-hmm. passing percentage. That's bad. But there is a built-in excuse. The rain. But you still lost to the Bears. This mm-hmm. is the Bears, who mm-hmm. also played in that rain, mm-hmm. who couldn't pass even if there was no rain anyway. Mm-hmm. So you knew there was only one way they were going to beat you. On the ground, don't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. What did you do? I mean, you did nothing at all. Mm-hmm. So, yes, but it wasn't quite as bad as I thought because of the rain, blah, blah, blah. But you, you, you this can't go on. Mm-hmm. This can't go on that long, especially if, if it doesn't get any better than what we just saw. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It could be terrible. So you're going freak out? Yeah, I'll go freak out. Freak I'll, out? I'll say, I'll say, but a mild freak out. Okay. I don't have any pushback. So this is how it goes if, if you have any pushback against if he thinks it should be freak out or chill out. With the exception of the verdict, I think everything Jesse just said is spot on. Like, I thought it up here and it came out right there. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. It, but at up, the end of the day, you would have gone chill out, t-shirt. though? So, yes, I would say chill out. Again, rain, rookie quarterback, you know, first. Rookie. For, yeah. Second year. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to 
get the grasp of and run a mm -hmm. sort of weird, wonky system. Mm -hmm. If it continues, then yeah, panic. But mm -hmm. week one, I'll Chill out. give him a mulligan. Actually, here's another reason why you shouldn't freak out. This is a second year. Mm -hmm. He's supposed to grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we heard nothing of the sort. Mm. Seems like exactly what we thought, right? Exactly. Can't, can't freak out about something that you already knew. <laughs> That's true. Let's also note that the team that Bill got pantsed by mm -hmm. yesterday is now coached by the guy that last year was Trey Lance's OC. Mm. Yes. Though we didn't call plays. Shanahan did still call plays. But I, I, I get where you, I get your train of thought here. I get your thread. Like, that's a big deal for any young quarterback. No, it, it could be something to watch. Like, look what's going on with <laughs> Mac Jones. Yeah. 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 No, I yes. guess. All right, next one. Kind of a two-parter. Freak out or chill out, Jesse. The first one, Jalen Ramsey's performance mm. against the Bills. Is Jalen Ramsey getting old? Did he lose a step? God, I hope so. <laughs> well, because yeah, everyone's made a big deal. That quote. Yeah. Uh, three years ago, four years ago. Mm -hmm. Josh Allen sucks. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey literally comes out and said he's, nah, he's worthless. Everyone, no one likes him. Perfect passer rating. <clears throat> he gave up a perfect passer rating to Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. Now, I talked about before, this, uh, there's truly such thing as a Super Bowl hangover mm -hmm. w with winning because, you know, you don't, you tend to not work as hard. You're partying a little more in that offseason. Mm -hmm. He's a year older. Ah, uh, it could it could be bad. Cornerbacks mm -hmm. do have uh, one of those things. They they could fall off in an instant. It seems yeah. they can just lose it. They can just and he didn't have actually even a very good Super Bowl. Mm. So I don't want to say maybe this has been coming. We were just going like this, but it seems if he's facing a guy with the potential of Stephon Diggs, or maybe a Jamar Chase. Maybe he's just not a number one corner anymore. Maybe don't freak out. I'm sure there's still talent in there, especially as the season goes on. Mm -hmm. Like, come on, this has got to be somewhat of a wake-up call for this guy. I hope so. He's a total D-bag, so maybe not. But freak out if you want him to be your number one. And if you think he needs to be your number one, yes, freak out. But maybe don't freak out that this is the total end of his career. Okay. I have a feeling like there's sort of been a weird recurring trend like for the last seven or eight years with some of these cornerbacks that, like, they get drafted, and they're good. Well, they're pretty good. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, one year, everyone says, there's your defensive player of the year. There's your best cornerback in the league. Mm. Gilmore comes to mind. And then it's like, yeah, they sort of just fall back into I think, obscurity and mediocrity. I like, guess. I feel Josh like, Norman is the perfect Josh example. Norman is totally the example. But I feel like Ramsey at least could say like he had a good three years on top. I think he's been pretty consistent the whole time he's been in the league. Like, and he's only 27. He'll be 28 this October. But yes, so but a corner, all it takes is half a step. Uh, you lose half a step, and you can be screwed. Uh, that's true, but I think that's one of those positions. And it goes with every position. But there's a lot to be said, I think, for experience and technique. Yeah. The way that you play a guy. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I feel like he's just been so reliant on his talent that yeah i don't know if jalen was always now that i think about a, a huge technique guy i think yeah, he's just if you look at jalen he's built more like a wide receiver than he is a corner when you compare him to other corners and that was just such a huge advantage he could have the speed and dynamic to stick with a wide receiver but but he can't be out physical and bullied 
um, like a lot of other corners do. So I do think he might have relied on talent a lot more than technique. We'll find out. We will. We will find out. So the second part of the same you know, thread here, Allen Robinson's no-show on Thursday night with the Rams. Are you going to freak out or chill out, Jesse? Uh, this one, I will just up front, I'll say chill out. Okay. I make the jokes. He's in mid-season form. But I've seen talent out of this guy, and I've seen crap out of this guy. But I blame mostly the Bears for the crap. Mm-hmm. This is a, a new team he's coming to. This will take adjustment. Now, I don't think he's going to maybe reach that peak of like, yeah, I think you're right. I think people maybe overrate him because of those years with the Jags. Mm-hmm. I, I think if he can benefit from being a number two, mm-hmm. and you know, maybe hopefully someone is, where was Vance Jefferson? even play I, I don't know where he was like you know if he because he i like the steps he was taking towards the end of last year too mm-hmm. um if they can find maybe an over-the-top threat i think he'll be fine okay but yeah that was bad it was it was all right and the other thing is matt uh stafford with the elbow problem uh during camp meant that sure even less time working with alan robinson sure that's uh, cause for concern. But and there was an, there was even talk that he wasn't quite 100% in that game. Yeah. I mean, McVay says, he was asked, like, if you needed him to throw, like, 55 times. He's like, yeah, I'll have no problem doing that. Mm-hmm. But let's let's not just pretend that it's totally healed just because he said that. Yeah. So. All right. Next one. Ready? Yeah. So should the AFC West chill out or be freaking out? Because the Kansas City Chiefs destroyed the Arizona Cardinals in week one. The defense looked better. The offense looked like it hadn't even lost Tyreek Hill. They look as good, if better, than ever. Should the AFC West be freaking out that the Chiefs are just back, baby? Uh Oh, yeah. I think so. I actually, th- Lucy, absolutely think so. This made me actually change my division pick. Okay. And this, is called, this show is called Slow Your Roll, and I'm doing the exact opposite of that. Okay. That, this was also the Cardinals, so mm-hmm. it comes with a little bit of an asterisk, a DeAndre Hopkins-less uh-huh. Cardinals. But that defense uh-huh. looked really good. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they put up a stat, it's like only 46% mm-hmm. of the players that played the snaps last year, only 46% of played snaps last year, like they're, they're still on the team. Mm-hmm. Like the defense is a different, different unit. Yeah. Like, and they looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Hollywood, Hollywood Brown was pretty non-existent. Mm. He did have a touchdown, but it was kind of garbage. Nobody cared at that point. Mm-hmm. That was the that was the thing they were missing. I know they don't have Tyreek Hill, but like, would I rather have just Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey? Or would I rather have Travis Kelsey, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, McCole Hardman, mm-hmm. Valdez Scantling? Mm-hmm. Like, none of these other three wide receivers are nearly as skilled as Tyreek Hill. But them together mm-hmm. might be a solid unit. Mm-hmm. And we were talked about how the depth of the forty uh, the 49ers, the Chiefs offense was just not there. And that's one of their biggest problems. Maybe it's mm-hmm. kind of there now. Mm-hmm. The running game looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Edwards Hilaire had some nice uh, plays. It was that other one. The Pacheco. Pacheco. And, yeah. He, was, he looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. So... AFC West, nothing. We might have nothing changing in the AFC West, and I kind of think that's how it will be. Mm. We'll see if the Broncos. Like I think the Broncos, they got to be better. Mm. I like Russell Wilson. He had the whole offseason, but he's still a new quarterback in a new system, new team, mm. new altitude, even. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
we'll see if Josh McDaniels and Devontae Adams. I mean, Devontae Adams look fine. We'll see if the Raiders can really get better, though. Mm. And we'll see if the Chargers can not charge her. Mm. So I, 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 here's the thing. I don't think any of that's really going to happen. All those teams will get the better because they should be. The only, but, the only pushback I can give is Andy Reid's history has always been that he's amazing at September because the weather is perfect for offense. He's had all summer and all camp to draw up new plays and new stuff that the league has not seen before. So, like... This is on brand that no matter the unit, they are just lights out in a September. Little bit. And how many, like... I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that's the only pushback I no, have. No, and, and I think Patrick Mahomes is probably the greatest week one quarterback I've ever seen. Like, he loves to throw four or five touchdown passes every week one. Mm-hmm. You know, then, yes, come December, he has, he has that dip. He has that slump. Oh, did we find out how to play the Chiefs? And then the playoffs time comes. No, we didn't. Yeah. So, I, and I think, I think it's just... We're on brand. Okay. It's just a little different, a different look. Okay, cool. No pushback? I think they're mostly on brand. Uh, Like earlier, I agree with just about everything Jesse said. Mm. The one reason I'm not going to freak out, that was still the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. No, that that is true. And, And they're down their best pass rusher. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. From last year. They are. All right, so the last of them. I mean, J.J. Watt didn't play either. Yeah. All right, so you ready? Last one. The Tennessee Titans were upset by the New York Giants 21-20, to and they lost A.J. Brown. Julio Jones was a complete bust last year coming in. So Ryan Tannehill looked like, uh, you know, he had been figured out. So should the Tennessee Titans be freaking out, or should they chill out about that offense in Tennessee? I'm going to say chill. Really? Yes, because we picked... Did we all pick the Colts to win that division? Yeah. Colts didn't look that great. Mm. And, you know, I uh, we don't like Ryan Tannehill anymore. Mm-hmm. Malik Willis looked good. Mm. This goes bad enough. Why would they not make that change? I feel like, in a sense, the Colts and the Titans are almost carbon copies of each other, minus the coach. Mm. Uh, in some ways. They're both- Stout defense... Your offensive weapons outside of your running backs are really nothing to write home about. And if either one of those running backs go down, your offense is anemic. I trust Old Matt QBs. Ryan a lot more than Ryan. I do. <laughs> I do. I would trust Matt Ryan more than Tannehill. But take that a half a step further in the grand scheme of things. How much do you really trust Matt Ryan? Not, not a ton. I, yeah, not a ton. But I more than Ryan Tannehill. And hmm. like I said... The, they have their A.J. Brown replacement. Mm. At least they hope so. Mm-hmm. He could be a total bust. Mm-hmm. But maybe in a couple weeks, this offense could look a little better. Okay. I think we are limited with Ryan Tannehill, and you're limited without A.J. Brown, mm-hmm. even if you have his replacement, mm-hmm. even if even if he reaches the potential. But you don't think it'll be the total disaster that it quite looked like? No. Okay. I, and with the possible weakness of your division, you're, you're, you're not out of this. Okay. No. Don't, right. you, can, you can chill. Okay. Relax. I, I like it. I like it. So that has been freak out or chill out. I don't have much pushback on the last one. So actually, we are getting ready to wrap things up. We're going to go to our Tommy report as always now. Yeah, that's right. I'm skipping nothing, one of the segments. Nothing on tonight's game? Oh, we'll, we'll get that at the end. <laughs> but so, Jesse, take it away for our Tommy report. All right. I mean, we all know. 
you know, we played one of the most boring Sunday night football games yes. in the history last night. A lot of field goals. Mm-hmm. Whole lot of nothing else, really, for that game. I don't know. I mean, the biggest thing is Dak got hurt. Yeah, yeah. The biggest story isn't even Tom Brady. No. The biggest story is where's Dallas going to be? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, he was throwing a Julio Jones. Oh, Julio Jones, his new wide route. Julio Jones looked okay. Yeah. But like oh, he's I, doing the TB12 method now. Yes, he is. Resistance bands and avocado ice cream and movies with subtitles, baby. Yes. So like <laughs> honestly, I don't really care about the Buccaneers game. Okay. And it was whatever. But what was funny, uh, because like his social media is funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. Sports Center randomly posts things. So some guy posted a video and then Sports Center reposted it. He has all his fantasy draft boards dating back to 1999. And in the video, like he was going over some of the picks, and now he picked Brady first overall in 2012 and said, like, oh, it was a bad pick. Brady saw that. He was like, oh, 2012? 4,800 yards, 38, or 34 touchdowns, eight picks. Sorry you had to go through that, man. <laughs> so Tom did not take that lightly. Tom did not like that's, that's slight by that person. Because I damn good stats right there, sir. Dare I say that's almost like shades of Durant. It is a little bit. A little bit. But Durant's never joking when he does it. No, it was was much like more hearted than Durant does. Yeah. But also, here's another thing. Brady's not a fantasy quarterback. Good stats, but I guarantee he ran for like 12 yards that year. Those were probably very spread out with all those 4,800 yards. And seven of those 12 rushing yards were on fourth and inches. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. I'm sure those 34 touchdowns were as spread out as you possibly could be. Mm-hmm. Never probably more than like th- maybe like one game of three touchdowns. Yeah. So like it's just, he's just not a fantasy quarterback. Why would you draft Brady first overall? I know. He's not a fantasy quarterback. Never was. It's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Mm. All right. That's been your weekly Tom Brady update. <laughs> All right. And with that, we are getting ready to wrap things up. Our last segment here. Drum roll, please, everyone. This week's Darwin Award winner is Gary Sanchez of the Minnesota Twins. Jesse, tell us why Gary Sanchez is getting our Darwin oh, Award this week. This one's kind of textbook. Oh, yeah. I mean, because the, the actual, like, Dar, real Darwin Award is like, how did you kill yourself in a stupid way? Yeah. Gary Sanchez almost achieved that uh, last, last week. So there's the on-deck circle, mm-hmm. you know. You take your swings when you're about to go up to the plate so you can warm up and whatever. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a place to avoid. People are swinging bats. Mm-hmm. Gary Sanchez don't think so. He wants to get to the quickest way is a straight line. Gary Sanchez wanted a straight line right to the dugout. I'm going right through the on-deck circle even though a man's swinging. Mm-hmm. Almost got his head taken off. Mm-hmm. And I saw people defending Gary, yeah. being like, well, he's not in the circle. It's like, how stupid are you? If you walk that close to a guy doing warm-up swings, yeah, like it's not I'm even... sorry, you deserve to get hit in the head. Yeah, he's still swinging a bat. Like, it's not It's not like he was... It's not like the guy who was swinging the bat was lazy, kind of in the circle, kind of in a weird... No, no, no. He's exactly where they always are. Yeah, you're not supposed to be on the circle. With his back turned to Sanchez, yeah. no less. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you, do you know what the circle's made out of? Yeah. And they're wearing cleats. Yeah. They're going to fall down. Jason Veritek broke his arm yeah. on the on-deck circle because he slipped and fell on it in the 90s. Yeah. You're not supposed to stand on it, yeah. idiot. So, I was just some of the people that defended Gary Sanchez. Being yeah. like, well, I walked right through. You still walked right at a person. I don't care where you're standing on the earth. 
if you walk right at a person swinging a bat, yeah. you deserve to get your head taken off. You see that video of that woman? And it's like, it's the pinata video. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. my God. The, yes. old, the old woman just walks right up to the woman with a Holy blindfold crap. on. It was hilarious. Woman was fine. So mm. I can say that. Like, just... Man, she got dick. <laughs> I mean, just wrap that thing around and her. That was noggin. Gary Sanchez on a major league diamond. Almost. Yes. Like Gary was so lucky he didn't get his head taken. Yeah. Out. Like inches. Yeah. Inches. I bet he felt the breeze. Oh, he definitely had to. <laughs> that was amazing. I couldn't believe that happened. So obscure. You have to go look up the video. But like, Lily, just go on YouTube. But it is Gary Sanchez on Deck Circle. Yeah. First video. Literally like, just type in Gary Sanchez like, like, on Google and like, click on the news section. Probably. Little League. I, I just did. It's the first thing that okay. comes up. Like, that's Little League stuff right there. It is. Yeah. Even even lower than, than normal Little League. Like, pay attention. I don't want to see you driving, bro. And, and yeah. The funny thing, too, is like, you know that he made it a point to like play it off. Oh, cool guys don't look at explosions. <laughs> but like, as soon as he walked down the stairs and took a seat in the dugout, he's sitting there like mother of <laughs> booty syndrome. <laughs> like, wow. Like, I, 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 Rob, I, my life just flashed before my eyes. Oh, uh, my goodness. So Gary Sanchez is this week's Darwin Award winner. That has been it for Slow Your Roll this week, guys. Going over all the NFL stuff. So, Monday night game. Denver and Seattle. We're all picking Denver, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Carol's going to scheme something up. <laughs> yeah. No. No, he's not. No. 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 I, I think Seattle. I think Seattle's going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. They're going to be Is absolutely. Is Russell Wilson making t-shirts? No. 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 Then I think Russell Wilson's going to win. Yeah. No, no. He's not Baker Mayfield. Yeah. I don't know, guys. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know, like, guys. Like, at what point are you going to hey, like, figure it out? Hey, keep, seriously. I want one of those t-shirts. Pay close attention to that Drew Locke, DK, Noah Fant, Big Three. But <laughs> Geno Smith's starting. Yeah. I, I mean, here's the thing. Pete Carroll loves Geno Smith. For I don't know why. Reason. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Although we did get punched in the face in the locker yeah, room by the time. way, can I, just say, can I just say, you know what? You talked about my discrepancy with the Steelers' wins and all that. Pittsburgh's not going to get a Geno Smith Seattle Seahawks team this year on their schedule like they did last year. Damn. When Russell got hurt. Just saying. Damn. That's sad. That was the greatest game. (laughs) The greatest game. I know, but they do get to play a Pats team where the offense is coached by Joe Judge. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. All right. That has been it for Slow Your Roll this week, guys. At Slow Your Roll on Instagram. Slow Your Roll on Twitter as well. And SlowYourRoll.com for Jesse's articles. Links to all our past episodes and everything like that. Have a great rest of your week, ladies and gentlemen.